What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 38 of the No Mercy podcast. I brought on two of my favorite people on the planet and two monsters within the movement and the industry, Kate Awakening and Inevitable E.T. These two are beasts. They pound the boards. They're all over every Q drop news break. You talk Trump, you talk MAGA, you talk QAnon, you talk anything in this world. These are two of the forefront experts that you will find combined like 600,000 social media followers between the two of them before uh, IET got wiped out like I did. But uh, we're going to talk a lot of Q today in this episode because we had the boom of all booms last night with Trump, uh, air quotes, being diagnosed with COVID and being COVID positive. So I don't even want to spoil it. I don't even want to tease it. I'm just going to tell you, buckle up. Uh, We're going to drop some bombs on you in here and explain a lot of this stuff and what we think it means, make some predictions. And for those of you that are concerned and nervous, we're going to calm you down. I promise you that you're going to be excited. So uh, we did the debate party with the three of us on Tuesday. It went so well. We're parlaying it into a No Mercy podcast. And I thought this went so well. We're doing another debate party next week. So if you guys want to be a part of the party, go to fourdeep.com, drop your email. Uh, We will send you an invitation to the Discord. We had so many people in there that we broke the Discord last week. So uh, it was a great time. Me, Kate, IET, Liz Crokin came by, Carly Bond came by, the whole No Mercy crew. So we were up till two in the morning, live audio podcast with questions uh, from you guys. So you get to interact with us directly. Uh, we were there for like nine hours last week. So we're doing another one this Wednesday. So four, the number four, deep.com. Go drop your email. We'll send you the invitation to join us this week uh, at the vice presidential debate. And for those of you who like the betting side of things, go to fourdeepbets.com, number fourdeepbets.com. I've separated the two sites to keep them totally separate because I know a lot of the conspiracy, political, MAGA people don't like betting. So I've separated them so that we don't have any crossover there. So if you like to bet on sports, follow me. We are on absolute white hot fire, seven days, $37 and just scorching earth. We got people turning $20 into $700 in that chat right now. So uh, fourdeepbets.com. Uh, Without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Well, it's the No Mercy Podcast with Tommy G. We sure like talking about conspiracies. The party begins when we're four drinks deep. That's when we start trying to red pill. She create the mayhem. We create the mayhem. The body is a gay alien. Create the mayhem. We create the mayhem. The body is a gay alien. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy, Tommy G, here with episode 38 of the No Mercy podcast. And we got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot going on around the world. Uh, any of you guys who went to bed early last night probably missed uh, one of the biggest moments that we've seen, maybe in history, definitely of the year. And we have a lot of takes on what's going on for those of you that are living under a rock. Uh, Trump got diagnosed COVID positive last night. And we had the Chrissy Teigen Wars. We have uh, just tons and tons of stuff. Recap of the debates. So I wanted to bring on two people that I actually did the debate party with on Tuesday night that went awesome. We went like nine hours deep into talking about everything from aliens to religion to the debate to politics and uh, even Carly Bond screaming and yelling the whole time, which was incredible. But let me first introduce the prettier of the two, Kate Awakening. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kate, 
What up? Yeah, you're yeah, you're not first. You're not the pretty one. You're the ugly. That's why we put that beard over you, other guy. Right. I thought I had a second. I thought you were definitely introducing E.T. and I thought I had a moment to take a drink of my drink. No, uh, no. That is you, darling. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, hi. What it's, up? What up? It's really good to, you know, be here chatting with you. So so we got a lot of shit going on that we need to talk about. We absolutely do. Well, that's nothing new. Every day I feel like it's just an absolute avalanche of stuff, but this is particularly big. Yeah. So I wanted to get you on particularly. You are basically the news on Twitter, especially since uh, E.T. has been wiped, acid washed from the Twitterverse. So give everyone your handles, what you're doing for those people that are, you know, don't know you as well. I mean, I don't know how they don't. You got like 200,000 followers uh, over there, (laughs) but give them your socials, YouTube, anything that you're doing uh, before we kick it off. Yeah. So my uh, my Twitter is uh, at Kate underscore awakening. Um, that's where I spend the bulk of my time, as you'll know. And, um, I'm really just trying to keep up with the news over there and what's happening every day. And then I have my YouTube channel, which is the Kate awakening. And I do live shows there every Tuesday night at nine, uh, nine Eastern. And then, uh, Wednesday nights, I do something called pink Patriot podcast also at nine Eastern, uh, on my channel. And that's basically, I mean, I'm on all the other stuff too, but primarily just Twitter and YouTube is where you can find me. Yeah, if they go to your Twitter, they'll be able to get to everything else, right? Yep, I've got a link tree yeah. actually in my bio. Yeah. You can get to everything. All right, awesome. And then we have this other fucking guy who <laughs> I have had the unfortunate pleasure of talking to for like 30 hours this week. I mean, geez, I think I've talked to him more than anyone in my life. Inevitable ET joins the No Mercy podcast. Inevitable, we curse a lot on here. I don't know if you're going to be okay with that. I know you and a lot of your people like to keep it PC, but... uh You stepped into the Thunderdome, my boy. All right, all right, all right, all right. We'll see what we can drop here. Maybe I'll drop a couple of F-bombs just for fun, yeah? Yes, please, please. Just do a a courtesy F-bomb for me. I'm in the wrong spot. Like, I don't even know. Don't worry. Kate's a female. She she knows everything about guys finding the wrong spot. Yeah, don't worry about your aim, baby. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be fine. So, E.T., you've been washed everywhere. Me and you got washed. uh, I mean, you're on your, like, 147th account, but... This one got up to like 350,000 followers on Twitter. At the same time, I was at like 240,000. And we both uh, had a little Chrissy Teigen Bukaki party where we attacked her at the same time. And then magically, we both got deleted within like 36 hours of each other. So uh, Chrissy Teigen's back in the news. So we're going to talk about that. But where the hell does everyone find you, E.T.? Uh, I mean, right now, you can just be on Parlor. I don't post mm-hmm. as often there, but I do post links to when I'm starting to do more podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if they're going to keep me off of Twitter, I might as well take my time and say all that I want to say through voice on podcasts with you guys. So yeah, I figure it's probably they can't censor me here. And, you know, I'm still wanting to do that 1871 video and podcast. So maybe that's something mm-hmm. coming up soon. But yeah, Parlor is just at inevitable ET. There's no underscore or anything. And then on Instagram, I have real underscore inevitable underscore et and so it's it's funny because i never was on instagram i actually don't like the platform uh it's Mm -hmm. hard to use and i like the retweet option and since you can't really do that unless you share it to your story which just kind of makes it hidden in my opinion anyway uh, i tried to make an account after i got suspended off of twitter with that that bigger account that i had and I mean, you you were you were you were active on it for a little bit, but Instagram isn't the same. It's not as good because you, you can't interact. Like you can't debate. You can't. That's what I. You know. I, yeah, 
Yeah, you can't po- post memes under people's shit. That's like yeah, yeah, you can't troll. You can't do any of the fun shit no. that you need to be able to. Do. No. Well, any- anyway, so I tried to make an account, and I tried every variation of IET inevitable ET that I could think of, and funny enough, they were all already taken. Like, yep. who has the time to make accounts just to pretend to be me? I used to have people sending them to me. Hey, are you on Instagram? I found you at this. Why are you posting Black Lives Matter stuff? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you made it, right, Kate? When people start parodying you, that's that's when you made it. 100%. Yeah, so I have one on there too. I just found today by accident. This is not me on Instagram. Tommy G Patriot Real is not me. Um, that's when I got the, it's got like 2,500 followers. But uh, mine is at Create the Mayhem on Instagram and Twitter. I'll probably be deleted this weekend because I've been laying in the shadows. And I think we... We're going to spend this whole thing talking about Trump, COVID, and all the stuff that's going on. But while we all have the three of us here who have all had big accounts or have big accounts, and we have this purge going on, we got a purge going on this week across Instagram, especially, uh, and Twitter, I had to change mine to at Create the Mayhem to kind of lay, lay low. And a lot of people, I guess, didn't know it was me, even though like ET, you, Kate, all you guys have kind of tweeted it out, like follow this account. But then yesterday, I did a rant about Chrissy Teigen. And I went off and all of a sudden I gained like 20,000 followers on Twitter, like overnight. So now it's like, well, now they're definitely going to delete me. So Kate, let's start with you because you still have the big active account over there. Me and ET are pretty much, you know, picking up crumbs. But how concerned are you about getting acid washed and how do you approach this with all the censorship that's going on? Well, you know, I've, uh, I've pretty much, I think, stayed safe because I mostly retweet other people that can help keep you safe. Um, I've got a couple of friends that are like the sacrificial lambs that have smaller accounts and they're like, we'll just go balls to the wall and, you know, tweet whatever you want us to. And then you can just retweet us. Right. Um, so that's kind of kept me safe every morning when I wake up, it, I, when I, the first time I look at my phone, it's always, okay, is today the day is today yep. the day I get nuked. And there have been a couple mornings that I've tried to go onto my Twitter and things won't load. And I'm like, fuck, okay, yeah. here it is. And uh, there's, it's a weird because there's this simultaneous feeling in me of both like absolute dread and panic and also relief because yep. people I think don't understand that it is, it's not only so much work, but you are getting so much hate every day, all day. I don't know. I mean, it's different for you guys, but I get called every name in the book. I get called a slut, a whore. I get pictures of people. But that's by me and ET on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah. Fed <laughs> <laughs> with love. And uh, you guys are not sending lovingly sending me pictures of your privates either. So um, I get, yes. you know, whatever. It's the onslaught of just the craziness. But I'm here for it. Like, I'm here to do the work. I'm here to be a part of this right now. And there's also a feeling in me that I just have to make it to the election. Really? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm here for. That's what we're all, E.T., we're all in the same boat, right? Like, because me and you are kind of going through it together, where it's like, we went from quarter million, 350,000 to nothing, right? Then we still had each other though, right? So like, we boosted each other back up and, you know, you got your new account up to 90. I got mine to 60 and we still had a voice in like a week. And then that got zapped. And then everyone else got zapped. And then everyone got scared of pushing our new accounts because they didn't want to get zapped. Then we're at 20, 15. And then we're sitting there. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to really go through that grind when you can't reach that many people and you got to deal with that hate all day. It's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I actually do have a new Twitter account, but they locked me out this morning. They locked me out <laughs> talking about voter fraud, which is funny because they locked me for 12 hours. 
and uh, that means they still don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they were, you would have been locked for more than 12 hours, right? Yeah, they would have been locked indefinitely. Uh, What's it feel like, ET? Because I know, I know how I feel, but then again, I have this 4deep.com that we're you know, going crazy on, so I'm spending all day grinding and working, so I don't no, but like, what's it like to not, like Kate said, it is, it does get toxic. It does get exhausting to just live on Twitter 24 hours a day. What's it like now that you don't have that? I mean, I'm still on Twitter all the time. I do it in between my stuff. Um, and I still collect all the, the happenings of the day so I can give them over to Jen and make sure we send those out. So mm -hmm. I'm still doing the same thing. I'm just not, I guess, in a rush to be breaking news necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, I still post a lot of things, but like I said, I only have 3,000, I think 3,400 followers right now. And it's probably better, better off to keep that a secret. Yeah. Some people figured it out and yeah, and I, I sound very similar. So like when you see it, you just look at how I'm typing and it sounds like IET, right? So, yeah. People yeah. know your tone. This yeah. one guy told me, bro, you got to stop talking like that or people are going to figure, uh, <laughs> gonna figure out who you are. Check, 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 check. Yeah, right. Uh, a couple of ways, you know, I post several things that are very uh, similar all the time. I don't know. Maybe it's built into my system to do all those things. Like, right, boom, with like, I don't know, 30 O's and all in, all in caps. And yeah, there's a couple of them. But anyway. So I'm, uh, I'm only following 17 people right now intentionally. Um, so if you guys want, you can check my following and uh, we'll make sure that that's there. You can try and reverse engineer it. So, uh, so I mean, where do we want? I guess we start with Trump, right? Like, this is like, yeah, yeah, where else do we start? All right. I mean, this is yeah. We got to go right there. I always get worried that we're never going to get to anything else if we start with the best thing. No, but, dude, we have. To I mean, like, yeah, let's do it, ET. I mean, lead us off. Like, tell us what's going on because I know me and Kate were up last night late. You know, we're a little bit more night owls, unlike uh, ET over there who basically plays the morning shift. Wait, and, what did uh, you call me again, Tommy? Kate is sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Because we did the we did the we did the debate party and Kate had to go to bed and me and ET were the night shift. Oh so, man, uh, I woke yeah. up the next day. I was exhausted so bad that I went to bed that night at like seven thirty. Not no shame. No. <laughs> for those of you that missed it, you missed probably the most fun debate party ever. We did it. Uh, we're doing another one for the. I mean, I think the three of us are down to do it every debate, right? If there is another yeah. one. We'll see. We're yeah. Trying to get out of it. Yeah, so we got the VP one going next week, so we'll do it again. I'll let you guys know. Just head over to fourdeep.com and we'll give you uh give you updates. You can drop your email or follow us on our socials. We'll be promoting it nonstop. But we did a Discord. We broke Discord. We had so many people on it. It didn't even work. And then we did like nine hours. Liz Crokin came by, Carly Bond came by. Uh, we had Janet, Nick, Ben, the whole No Mercy crew was there. But I mean it was like a it was like a freaking all-star team in there. It was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, let's do it again. Yeah. yeah, so we'll do that again this week. So, 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 ET, you woke up with a boner, probably, <laughs> right? Running around the house naked while me and Kate are tweeting, holy shit, like, you know, it's happening. And you were sleeping, and all we could think about was, what the fuck is ET going to be like when he wakes up in the morning? That's not so, what walk you were us through about. your. That's not what you were thinking about. Any, but I did wake up. I went to bed, you know, I don't know, 10 o'clock last night. So, it wasn't too early. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then I woke up this morning and first thing I saw is Trump's positive with coronavirus, right? And what's today again? Oh yeah, that's Friday. And he even tweeted out yesterday that he was going to be, so I did see that he was going to be quarantining because Hope Hicks was positive for coronavirus and she had, mm -hmm. right? We saw on the plane, the picture that Q posted. 
Mm-hmm. She was there. So he's naturally going into quarantine. So, I mean, define quarantine again. Like, if you're in quarantine, are you not insulated in a Darkness. safe, secure location? Mm-hmm. Right. That sounds familiar, huh? Yeah. Well, break break it down to people because there's a lot of people listening who we've we've done a ton of stuff on Q and the Q drops, and you know we have certain people on staff who are like experts on it, and then we have certain people who are like, ah, you know, I can take or leave Q, whatever it is. You guys are all in. Uh, obviously, we're all part of the same team here when it comes to this. But a lot of people are out there going, what the hell? Like when I posted the 10 days of darkness with the smirk face and stuff, they were like, what are you talking about? What does this mean? What is 10 days of darkness? What is this? So ET, break it down for them what the Q expectation is from the community. Well, I mean, he's posted 10 days of darkness before, and we all speculated that that was just going to be, um, we're going to be having the internet shut off for 10 days. Internet outage, right. So this was a post that was back in 2018. I was actually trying to just look it up, but. The website is being funky right now. Um, but anywho, 10 days of darkness. We all thought internet shutting off. We all thought it was going to happen several times. Uh, it didn't happen before. Ironically enough, who was it? There were a couple of people that just wanted to bring around the internet kill switch. And that was interesting because that was like a couple of days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, why would they want to kill the internet? And then, of course, you had Q post two days ago. I think it was September 30th. No, it was right at midnight, 12 zero, 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 zero. I guess it would be zero, zero, all zeros. And then at 15, he said Red October. So we all thought Red October was something about the Senate elections in 2018. Uh, but that was a head fake for us to actually get the Senate. We had thought we were going to take back the House. But we've been seeing a lot of things that have two-year deltas. In other words, something that he would, he would post, he or she, would post two years to the day happening and two years later. So it's a two-year delta, right? So two-year right. deltas. For people that don't know, real quick, a delta is a time differential, yeah. right? Between two between two events. Right. Right. Yep. So the two-year delta, he posted on October 1st, red October. So we are confirming that two-year deltas are existing and they're real. Uh, and not to mention there's been countless others that were specific things that were put out by Q. And then literally two years to the day, not to say that they're all of them, but a lot of them match up to the exact events that happen at that time. And you have to wonder, how the heck does he even know? Um, But anyway, so he posts Red October um, and then Trump at the rally recently, he was talking about, okay, things are done. It's time to start seeing something happening. Uh, Let's make some arrests. And all of a sudden he's got coronavirus and quote unquote, we're going to get through this together so Mm -hmm. q posted uh on let's see here 11 1 2017 i'm pulling up the actual q post right now so i think that was the uh insulated one right so it says specifically potus will be insulated and protected on air force one and abroad specific locations classified while these operations are conducted the operations they're referring to are like the mass arrests of senior elected officials. And he goes on to say, it's time to take back our country and make America great again. All right. He ends it on 41020. That's like a, it's signed off 41020, right? Q later goes on in another post to say, you know, A is one, B is two, C is three. So we assumed 41020 meant DJT. So that was like him telling us this. Mm-hmm. And then we figured out through QD code back in March or even February that 
we all found out that 41020 was supposed to be the day that there was going to be happenings, or so we thought. Not realizing this is a military intelligence uh, operation. And so when they say 41020, they're actually speaking day, month, year, as opposed to month, day, year. So if you think of it that way, then 41020 is actually October 4th, which is Sunday. Which is Sunday. Yeah. So and that's that's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. What is it? Q post fifty five, I think. It says, "Look to Twitter exactly this, my fellow Americans. The storm is upon us." We all assume that that means, you know, that this is actually happening right now. So we don't know when that tweet is going to come out, but we think that when that tweet does come out, that's confirmation from POTUS or from somebody that's related to POTUS. Uh, maybe it's Dan Scavino, maybe it's Melania. Who knows? Uh, it's going to say, my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us, and then something else, right? So let's stop there for a second. So let's let's pause it there just to kind of Mickey Mouse it for those people that are newer. So, Kate, what ET's talking about, I know you're well-versed in all this stuff, so I'll speak right. to the regular person and then kick it to you. So basically, for those of you that aren't into the, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what Q is or you haven't heard us talk about you, like you're not listening. So I'm assuming you guys know the general basics of it, considering we have whole episodes titled Q. So basically the drops, the big thing we were on and the big thing I've gotten a lot of shit on and we all have where you guys all said April 10th was a big day. Keep in mind, April 10th was my birthday too. So that was, I was hoping that was the day, but everyone was saying that. And what I ET saying is, well, maybe it's 10-4 instead of 4-10 because in military, obviously that would be different. So Sunday seems to be a big day. Keep in mind, this is all speculation. This isn't like fact, like if nothing happens on that day, then everything's wrong. Like, but we're all decoding here. That's what it is. We're we're doing the best we can to decode messages to come up with opinions on what we think is happening. It's just very, very odd that on October 1st, we've seen red October everywhere. We've seen insulated everywhere. We've seen darkness everywhere. So something as simple as um, 10 days of darkness we took it upon ourselves to assume, okay, well, that means there's going to be outages, right? That means the internet's going to go down. But it could very well right now make sense to mean 10 days of POTUS darkness. And I posted a video yesterday where they said the quarantine is 14 days. Normally, 10 days should be the time that he's down. He got it on the first. 14 days would make it October 4th until the 14th, which would be your 10 days of darkness right there. Not to mention, he also said, Kate, that he's going to be doing a lot of his speaking arrangements over the next few days virtually, so he shouldn't be dark uh, for the next couple of days at least. So we're very excited, but I think something big is happening right now. We all do. So Kate, your interpretation of what's going on and anything you want to add? Well, so the beauty of Q is that uh, you know Q, sa- Q says future proves past. All of these things are speculation because. If they even gave us a formula to figure out when and how things were going to happen, then obviously the bad guys would have that formula as well. And then, you know, then the chess game is over. So um, the way that Q provides us proof of the things, they cannot be confirmed until something has already happened. So I know that when we went into lockdown, a lot of people were speculating, oh, this is it. This is going to be the 10 days of darkness. This is when everything is going to happen. Obviously, that it didn't happen that way. But the way that I'm seeing it unfold, it seems pretty to me now, it appears that at one point we got to a point in the Q clock where it started running backwards. And now we are like going back to the first drop where everything in those first few drops is lining up with what is happening right now, like three years later. 
and we could be working our way back to drop one, which is the, um, you know, talking about H the arrest of HRC, uh, you know, et cetera. So, so, so explain the Q clock. Already a motion effective yesterday. We're talking about Which, Hillary Clinton will be arrested on 7.45 a.m., 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, October 30th, 2017. So that's the first post. Right. That's the first post. So obviously now one of the one of the speculations is that um, that wasn't meant to me in 2017. It was meant to me in 2020. Which, if that happens, obviously it'll be, you know, the the ultimate pr uh, future proves past. It'll prove that this plan has been operating with such precision that they knew in 2017 what would be happening up to the minute, in, you know, three years later. Um, we've had a few of those proofs, like the John McCain death, again, was something that Q predicted a month to the minute his death. Obviously, they didn't say John McCain is going to die a month from this from this <laughs> minute. But they they said that he'd be back in the news. They posted a picture of him with his hands up and his eyes closed. And then to the minute, like if you start getting into mathematical possibilities and probabilities, it would be almost impossible. Even somebody on hospice, you can't predict a month in advance when they're yeah. going to die to the minute. Even when you pull the plug on someone, you wouldn't be able to probably predict. They could probably still stay alive for a couple minutes. Like, exactly. That was, that was one of the big ones there. And, and the Q clock, Kate, just kind of explain the clock when you say that because it's I'm not even fully averse in how to read the clock. I just listen oh. to what you guys say and then follow it. No, the clock so has nothing to do with it, I don't think. No, no, I'm saying for people who don't know what a Q clock is. Oh. Like so, just the basic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Q had been referring to a Q clock. Uh, you know, it's like the, the time starts now or put the time on the clock now. And so certain people started to kind of work with the drops and stuff like that and figure out that if you put each drop every day is a tick mark on a clock. So you picture a clock, you know, um, with the 12 at the top and you are, you have the tick marks going around every day is, uh, a notch on the clock. And then once you get back around to the 12, you start to spiral outward. And so that's how the Q clock, then they started to realize that the days that the Q clock lines up are starting to correlate. So it's kind of hard to explain without a, vis a visual representation, mm -hmm. yeah. but essentially what you're talking about is you can go into a drop on a particular day and go and see the days that it lines up with and see the past Q drops and see that they are lined up. They're cohesive. Yeah. And, and E.T., you know, uh, probably as much as anyone outside of maybe Q himself. And I do give it a 7% chance that you actually are Q. No. So, <laughs> so uh, give me give me some more. Give me some more sauce on what you think's coming, what you think's about to happen. Um, odds on what you think, you know, just anything, anything in your take on this right now. Well, I mean, the other thing is, you know, Q posts a lot. Red October, Red Castle. We all thought Red Castle was the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Um, but Castle also referred to the White House as Castle Lock. And Trump said it's good to get back to the castle one time when he arrived back from being overseas. Mm -hmm. So we assume that the castle is also the White House. And last night, the castle or the White House was lit up in all red. Yeah. Have you seen? Yeah. Hold on, real quick, because this I just came across this. Also, uh, from the last day, Manchester Central. So all basically, all these locations around the the world right now are lit up red. Manchester Central, they that building is lit lit up red. The RSC, I don't know what that means. The tonight our theater is lit in red to support of the lighted in red campaign to raise awareness of the situation facing the live events industry. Don't know Royal Court is lit up red. Wembley Stadium is lit up red. 
So it's I'm not just the White House. Coincidences, though, right? Say that again, Et. Uh, I was going to say I'm sure those are just coincidences. Oh yeah, of course, right. everything everything's a coincidence, right? I mean, but and for those that don't know, like the amount of times we've all and Q and the Post and Drops have talked about Red October, Red October. I mean, it's it's nauseating how much. So obviously, we're going to jump at anything like what Kate just reported when we were a day into the month, right? And we're already seeing it everywhere. Another big thing I noticed, which I'm sure everyone else noticed too, but in Donald Trump's tweet last night. He tweeted, uh, tonight, Flotus and I tested positive for COVID-19. We'll begin our quarantine and recovery pro- process immediately. We will get through this all caps together. Okay. And you guys know out there listening that the biggest, most popular tagline of the Anons, of anyone who's following this movement is where we go one, we go all, right? Like you've heard that a thousand times. You've seen it everywhere. So the fact that he capitalized the word together, and it's the only word outside of COVID that is capitalized in the whole thing. You guys give any credence to that? I mean, it's it's also uh, something to point out that together separated is also to get her. And when you capitalize it like that, there's no kind of beginning and end. Obviously, right, you're right. not you don't have the spaces there, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we're in it to we're in it to get her. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. To get her. Yeah, she's evil. Uh, yeah. So this is a lot of it. And, and ET, if you can just turn up a little bit, just come a little bit closer. Yep. The, um, can you hear me now? The, yeah. Yep. No, you're, you're good. Just a little bit louder. Yep. So. um. The big thing that a lot of people out there don't understand, because obviously we know that this QAnon movement is real, and that's the reason we're all getting fucking acid washed off the internet. I mean, it, it don't they don't, you know, my famous quote, they don't censor nonsense, right? So there's a reason why they're wiping all of us out. And I think it's a little odd, E.T., that, well, again, there's no coincidences, so I don't think it's odd, I'm being coy, but that they all of a sudden out of nowhere yesterday started wiping out. Liz Crokin got whacked. Uh, Little Miss Patriot got whacked again. Backup accounts got whacked. I mean, there was like 10 big accounts that got killed yesterday, right before the big Trump announcement, which basically caters right to the Q community because everyone else in the country, ET, is thinking, ah, ha, 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 POTUS is fucked. Republicans are fucked. Trump got COVID. Meanwhile, the rest of us are going, oh, this is amazing. So both sides are cheering right now and neither knows why the other one is so happy. Yeah. Well, yeah, we all think exactly it. You know, when Trump goes to get quarantined, quote unquote, that's just a cover for him being a safe aboard Air Force One and abroad because they're going to do the the actions and they want him to be safe. Um, But the other thing I want to point out, because there's so many just coincidences and things that are lining up. Q also mentions that it will be the National Guard and the Marines who are the ones who are one directly underneath the control of the president. There's a specific reason why he's surrounded by military generals uh, who are specifically Marines. And there's a reason why he's in control of the National Guard. Now, you look at what's happening all across the United States. Of course, we have coronavirus, but we also have wildfires and we have riots. And so because of those things, these local governments and even state governments are issuing state emergencies, essentially saying, all right, we need you to bring in the National Guard. So step by step, even though Trump's not the one going, all right, let's bring out the National Guard. These people, these Democrats, these state governors who we know are corrupt are asking for the National Guard to come in. So we need them to be everywhere because we got to prevent them from leaving one and two. They're going to be the ones making the arrest. Remember, these people are enemies of the state. So this is treason. And this is why the another reason why the military is being used. Uh, the last thing I want to bring up 
is even though we have all of the military out like this morning, we have a couple of what they're called doomsday planes. Mm-hmm. Doomsday planes, uh, there's another name for it. And in order to kind of get that to understand, everyone understand that, uh, the new name, you have to understand that Q talked about something called Project Looking Glass, which is essentially a device that based upon the user's inside thoughts and feelings, it can ask it whether or not you know something is going to happen or if it tells it a set of variables of like, let's pretend this is going to happen, what are the potential outcomes? And it gives you an infinite number of outcomes. And you decide statistically how you want to go about doing things so that you can get the outcomes that you want, right? We all thought, or Q alluded to the fact that Hillary had one of these, uh, but it must have failed her because she was just evil inside. And so it portrayed something bad. <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. but she still lost the election despite everything. Remember, they all thought she was going to win for sure. 98%, right? Right. Um, so anyways, he calls this thing Project Looking Glass. And apparently there's one in Roswell and apparently there's one in Antarctica. Um, so it's funny how, you know, John Kerry went to Antarctica immediately following the election day in 2016 on November 9th. You can look that up. He went down to Antarctica. Why? Anyway, so the other name for the doomsday planes is Operation Looking Glass. Ironic, Mm -hmm. right? Coincidence. So when you have these massive doomsday planes up, their job is to, one, help ensure the continuity and the reconstitution of the U.S. government in the event of a nuclear attack on North America. Nuclear attack. So... If somebody was going up and these doomsday planes were up, they're essentially saying, do not fuck with us, right? Right. And their capabilities, their job, they call it looking glass because it's supposed to mirror ground-based command control and communications located at U.S. STRATCOM. Uh, This is at Outfoot or Offutt Air Force Base. So they call it the doomsday plane, yada, yada, yada. It basically has... Uh, capable of transmitting launch commands to U.S. ground-based ICBMs, which stands for Intercontinental uh, Ballistic Missiles. So essentially, when we have these doomsday planes up, it's like telling everybody, if you mess with us, we will literally destroy you. And so they're mirroring what's going on on the ground or whoever is in some special location. I don't know. Ironically enough, they're up in the air on the same day Trump gets quarantined. Is that crazy or is that crazy? And and the, the thing here, Kate, about Project Looking Glass, because we talked about that this on the podcast before, uh, you guys know the bot is huge into all things aliens, right? So mm-hmm. Project Looking Glass, obviously, you can refer to it from a bunch of different levels. It basically ties into the future proofs past. You know, part of the Project Looking Glass philosophy is the, to go into the future. So there's a technology, whether you want to believe it's artificial intelligence, that's basically running through a whole scheme of outcomes like uh, et said without possibilities so you can kind of predict the future through almost ai type things to keep it simple or if you want to believe it's actually uh, a technology that can actually project you mentally into the future whatever way you want to look at it there's been a lot of stuff around project looking glass um in the q drops too uh one of which i believe was wasn't there something with like november 11th or something that they thought was a date and it was like an ip address or something yeah for the department it, was, of defense? it was 11.11.18 the whole world will be united again right so we all thought that was november 11th 2018 turns out it was an ip address ip address to the dod server um, yeah it also ironically there was a massive earth resonance or uh, frequency thing that pulsed at 17 second intervals. I think if that's correct, 
Yeah, on eleven eleven. On eleven eleven. The, sh- the Schumann resonance. If you check out the Schumann, Schumann, it's basically the pulse of the of the planet, and uh, they they monitor it, and it's been going off the rails. And a lot of people talk about feeling nauseous or lightheaded when this thing spikes, that people have physical reactions. Right. So on eleven eleven eighteen, this legitimately happened. The Schumann resonance pulsed around the world, and they all thought it was an earthquake, but except it went on for long distances. And it pulled up 17 seconds, right? So very strange that that would occur. But that's beside the point because um, we're more interested in just why is the doomsday planes called Operation Looking Glass, right? And what that means as far as it being Friday, because we know Q said, look, um, on Friday before POTUS leaves aboard Air Force One, he's going to have a special message for Patriots. And I think that's Q post 44. Four. Let me correct myself if I'm wrong. Yep, forty-four posted on uh, November second, two thousand seventeen. Before POTUS departs on Friday, he will be sending an important message via Twitter. Now, SV News Alerts is a Twitter account, and it says here. Let me just pull this up. I got it. It says Justin White House spokeswoman says President Trump wants to talk to the American people, and they will hear from him soon. Oh. That was one hour ago. Right. So how how many how many of these coincidences have to happen before? Actually, I think that was two hours ago. How many coincidences like these have to happen before we think? Hold on. <laughs> before we think it's mathematically impossible is how he was going to finish that sentence. Yes. All right. Yeah, <laughs> coming in here and he wanted to play. He would probably end up eating the computer though. So, how many bulldogs do you have, by the way? Five. One five million. Bulldogs. One million bulldogs. Yeah. So, so <laughs> five is a lot, right? So, I told Jennifer when we had three, I was like, "This is good." And then we got the opportunity to do this on a more professional level, uh, the breeding of bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And so we got a couple more. It's definitely Animal House in here for sure. Uh, they become a pack, I think, at five. So, yeah, because you're outnumbered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they just take over you. Exactly. My, my, my friend used to say, and Kate, Kate, how many kids do you have? Just one. Just one. My friend used to always tell me he's like, because he had uh, three kids. He's like, uh, he used a football analogy. He said, when you have one kid, it's easy because you outnumber them two on one, right? So you're double covering it. He's like, when you have two, and for those of you that don't know sports, won't get these analogies. He's like, when you two, when you have two, you can play man to man, right? Like you get one, I'll get the other. And he's like, once you get to third, he's like, it's zone defense and you're outnumbered and it's done. Like, you, just, you, just, you can't win. He's like, there's holes in the zone defense left and right and you're done. So uh, that's where you're at with the Bulldogs right now. Talking on the phone with IET is like watching Turner and Hooch like every five seconds. Like, what are you eating? Get that out of your mouth. <laughs> or the breathing. when it, when it does. <laughs> <laughs> Right? So like they're, they're part of the reason everybody loves them is because of their personalities. But they're definitely stubborn and they'll do what they want. Uh, they're very entertaining, but you do have to like look after them because you leave anything on the ground and they think it's a snack, right? right. So, all right, let's get back to where we were now. Sorry. So, the looking, look, no, 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 that's fine. So, the Looking Glass, obviously, uh, to go back to that, you guys can look up Lazar if you want. Bob Lazar is probably, would you guys say he's probably the godfather of this, right? You know, actually, what's the guy's name that has the YouTube videos? Uh, IET, you probably know, the, that talks specifically about. Um, Bill something, Bill Peter, Bill, I'm going to look it up. I'll let you know. Hold on. Yeah. Cool. There are really good videos on Project Looking Glass. Yeah. And luckily, the crowd that we're speaking to right now, most of us are all in any type of conspiracy theory, technology, anything. But this Project Looking Glass technology, this isn't 
nonsense. You know, we've talked a million times about all the stuff that's going on, whether it was the Nazis and MK Ultra or uh, Project Blue Beam, Project Looking Glass. That's the reason why you hear a lot of us talk about on this podcast, me and Bobby and Kurt talking about, you know, don't don't be surprised if you see a fake alien invasion. Don't be surprised if you see that, like, they're going to unleash everything like this October, the October surprise happens every year, right? It's the big political thing every four years. It's the big political thing that happens before every election. So the fact that we're on October 1st, and we've all been telling you, including KET, myself, and everyone else who's in this community, like, buckle the fuck up for October, because shit's going to get wild. Yeah. And we started October off the first day with Trump COVID darkness. Like, I mean... You couldn't have springboarded this surprise any better than what we're looking at right kaboom, now. Kaboom, kaboom. Yeah, yeah not I just wanted to say really quickly, uh, the uh, if you go onto YouTube and you do a search for Project Camelot, Bill Wood. Bill Wood is the guy that talks about Project Bill Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I recommend, yeah, starting there. Yeah, Good so it's it. really fun shit to look into, too. Even if you're not um, as open-minded as a lot of us are to this stuff, it, it's really cool nonetheless. Like it's something that you'll definitely uh, be interested in because there's a lot of validity thinking. behind a lot of it. It gets you thinking. Yeah. And and that's the, that's the whole, I mean, listen, cause so some people out there <clears throat> are sitting there going, they all think I'm batshit already. And now hearing you guys, there's like, wait, there's more Tommies out there. So <laughs> this is, this is good for me because you guys are even deeper, deeper into this than I am. Right. Well, so now we have a, we make we you look a, sane. Yeah, we have a pack of bulldogs now. So now we're good. So now I feel comfortable. Yeah. But um, the part of this is, yeah, no, no one's going to be right on anything. And me and ET talk about it all the time. Me and Kate talk about it all the time. Like, listen, this is more than speculation, right? This was speculation. And there was a lot of doubt and a lot of that back in 2017 when this all started really, you know, gaining steam, the whole movement. But by this point now, we have so many different proofs. We have so many different things that have led us to yeah, maybe dates have been wrong. Maybe people have misinterpreted a little bit, but this is this has legs like none other. And the thing that I think guys really validated this whole movement was the thing that they did to try and shut the movement down by wiping us all off the internet. Like you you don't censor nonsense. Like you can't say that all of us here are batshit and we're just reading into shit that isn't there. Then what the fuck do they care? They don't they wouldn't shut us down if we were talking about Bigfoot. They wouldn't shut us down if we were talking about uh, UFOs, they wouldn't shut us down if we were talking about flat earth. So why are they shutting us down when we're talking about this unless we're over the target? Even further, even further, this whole morning, if you look on Twitter and you got big Dems, like big, big people, we're not talking just Twitter accounts, but like prominent people in government, uh, White House, Obama's previous staffers that are even still in uh, the White House today, wishing for Donald Trump to die. Like, yep. They're praying that he dies. And if you go look at the Twitter terms of service, like it, it strictly says, if you wish harm upon a person or a group of people, like that goes against Twitter rules and you can be suspended. Yet they still remain up. And I've been on Twitter reporting these people all morning, and I don't know if they're going to get taken down or not, but I'm on my 22nd account, right? So for posting the, <laughs> this, is, you're going to get suspended. Uh, if you point out that people are pedophiles, you're going to get suspended. But people with actual pedophile content on their Twitter accounts are still up today. Kate, Dick Costalo, fucking former CEO of Twitter. Yes. Literally wrote this tweet today. This is the former fucking CEO of the biggest piece of shit social media site out there who wrote this tweet uh, 930. So what was it a day and a half ago, whatever it was. 
Me first capitalists who think you can separate society from business are going to be the first people lined up against the wall and shot in the revolution. I'll happily provide video commentary. Thoughts? Uh, so why is he still on Twitter? Yeah. I mean, this ex fucking CEO of Twitter. This isn't just a dude on Twitter. This dude was like ran Twitter. Not just calling for the death of certain people, but like for anybody who essentially is supporting Trump. Line us up against a wall and shoot and shoot us. And, and he will happily, happily announce it. Yep. Like broadcast it. I mean, it's it's fucking insane. If you go to Trump, Kate, you actually posted something on Twitter uh, today where you were saying, don't even read the Trump comments. And it wasn't like, hey, we don't want you to see negative things about POTUS. It was like, yo, there's demonic shit written in languages you can't understand. Like when I went after Lady Gaga and she fucking sent her monsters after me and I was getting curses and spells put on me. Like there's some demonic shit in there. You go after after Gaga, you go after Beyonce, you go after Katy Perry, one of these high high priestesses, which basically, let's face it, that's, that's probably what they are. You will get these little monsters, like literally, in your mentions. They will they will try to um, uh, cast spells on you, do curses on you. They'll use these weird batshit like languages and stuff. That mm-hmm. was what was going on last night in Trump's. Uh, Trump, you know, it's I, still there. It's still yeah, there. If you go I, to it, it's all at the top. I commented something positive, like "Oh, we love you," or whatever, and just the disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Within minutes, I probably blocked like 500 accounts. With, by the way, a total of 30 followers combined. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. And then, and and the Kate, I think that's how we met, right? Like, well, not met, but like that's when we started DMing, not by casting spells on each other, but um. I, with Gaga, I believe, right? Weren't you? Weren't? Didn't you come at me like, "Oh, don't do that"? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and I was Not like, "Gaga, I'm gonna go write a thread." <laughs> I mean, you followed each other already, and we interacted, but that was yeah. the time where you were like, uh, "Tommy, just giving you a heads up. Uh, been there, done that. Don't do it." Like, it gets gross. Like, there's no demon like a horny teenage demon. I guess. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, it was so bad. <laughs> you know what's funny, ET? That's um, when I did the Gaga thread. And that was one of the first, uh, probably like the fourth one I did that like kind of went viral that started, you know, exploding my following. The, uh, that thread is the thing. We talked about this after the debate party, me and UET. Uh, we were up till fucking two o'clock in the morning, me four o'clock, you two o'clock, which for you is like eight o'clock. Um, talking about religion and stuff and all this. And I was making comments. We won't get into it here. We'll talk about it a lot more on 4D. We do shows there after hours with a smaller crowd. But a lot of it was that kind of drew me towards religion, right? Like I said, I was not religious at all. Zero. Like no, totally agnostic towards all of it, totally questioning everything all the time and really getting attacked by Gaga and seeing the curses and the spells put on me and people like yourself, E.T. and C.J. Truth and a lot of others who were like, yo, you know, say this prayer, dude, just in case. Like, you know, and I'm like, well, let me say it just in case. Like that kind of opened my eyes up to, yo, there's some real fucking evil out here and some devils that maybe I, it almost like I almost reverse engineered faith, right? Yeah, like the evil brought me to good. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes realizing something is real is is proving that it's uh, yang, you know, yin yang, its counterpart, right. its duality is is true. So you got these uh, billionaires or trillionaires even some of the most elite people in the whole world and their families and celebrities and politicians and like the top 0.001 percent of people 
They yeah. spend all of their time, despite being able to do whatever the hell they want, they worship Satan. That's what they mm-hmm. do. So why? Why do they do that? There's a why for everything. So if you can't answer that question, um, yeah. So I, and I th- and I thought our discussion the other night because everyone knows I'm very open about it. Like I don't l- listen. A lot of this movement is extremely religious, and and I'm not. Like I, I say it. Like I'm trying. Like I'm I'm digging into it. I'm going down the rabbit hole. And and I et honestly the other night you were probably more impactful. That conversation we had was the best conversation I think I've ever had about religion with someone because you were listening to me, you were hearing me out. I was saying, hey, I question this. How was someone 900 years old? How did this happen? How did this happen? Instead of just saying, you know, the Bible says, you actually were breaking some stuff down and and I appreciated it. And I plan on having a lot more of those. Maybe we'll even do a No Mercy podcast about it. But it was really good in a small setting with just a couple hundred people. Everyone was getting along. It started off, you know, very judgmental. But I mean, I think we led to like a really dope ending on that where everyone was on the same team saying, all right, it's okay to question. It's okay. Tommy's not there yet, but he wouldn't be asking the questions if he didn't want to get there. Right? Right. Well, I mean, and everybody has their own path. And believe it or not, you know, I was a Democrat Hillary voter atheist at one point. Right. So Mm -hmm. everyone has to have their own path. And the thing that I know is that I used to be that guy that made fun of people who were religious or Christian or whatever. And, you know, behind their backs, I'd laugh like they're silly. Like, this is stupid. What are you guys even doing? Uh, you, it's a thing you have to discover for yourself and you have to really want to discover it. You can't just be like, I'm looking for it kind of not really. And then happen upon it. It really just is something you have to seek out. And so I understand what it's like to be on that side and having somebody tell you this is real, but you don't understand because You've never felt it. You haven't necessarily sought it. You are ignorant. You either that or you just simply don't care or you think it's dumb. And so there's these barriers to entry, right? I don't push. Just show people the stuff. Like, And, and it's all from an analytical perspective too, right? So I have uh, two degrees and a doctorate. And so my, my thought process is very you know empirical evidence. Like, let's see what's going on. Let's analyze it. Let's come to a conclusion based upon the information given. And sometimes you pull facts that you think are not necessarily related uh, in order to to create this conclusion. And <clears throat> when you really, really, really start thinking about it and you start opening your mind to what is this universe and how it is that uh, the Bible literally tells you what's happening today and how the earth actually exists, connotation is super important. And learning those different connotations and learning what is true about society and what they've lied about is really eye-opening as to confirming that the Bible is true and maybe the story is some of it and maybe they left some stuff out and I'm not arguing any of that. I can't prove it, but I'll say this uh, just recently, they quote unquote, just recently discovered a, an ancient Davidic city. And if the, for those of you that don't know, King David is a biblical name uh, underneath the ground in Israel, completely preserved just there. So like, what, we just didn't know it was there? And now all of a sudden, right during this time, when this is this giant Christian great awakening type thing, uh, we're going to discover that there is an actual city that's biblical in nature, just arriving and existing. Just, just, hey, here I am. Here I am. Like <laughs> Atlantis all over again, you know, like, here like, I am. You've yeah. got to ask yourself, how does that correlate with what Trump's able to do with all these Middle East peace deals? Like, right? So you got... Uh, Kosovo and Serbia, they signed a peace deal. 
Uh, you got UAE and Bahrain and Israel uh, and even Palestinians are coming to the table with Israel. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many things that are going on. And I wonder if that has any connection to this Davidic city that they found, um, quote unquote, just recently. But anyways, let's get back. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, no, it's an interesting topic to talk about for sure. We could Um, go all day for it, but let's. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I just wanted to dovetail on it since it was, since it was topical, but Kate, so a lot of people out there are just going to be sitting here going, all right, cool. Like, right, post-darkness, uh, clocks, great. What do you think is going to happen? What What is our prediction? Obviously, we're not going to lean on it as fact. But <clears throat> one, is this something that you believe is a good thing? And I know, I know the answer to a lot of these questions. I'm just asking as the listener. Um, is this a good thing? Should Republicans, should Team MAGA, should people be concerned about the Trump COVID thing? Because everyone's spinning it like, oh, he's going to look like an asshole now you know, with his mask comments. Um, so explain to them why this is a positive thing. And then two, you know, where you see us going, like, I mean, we're one day into the fucking month and this is already happening. Like, what else do you think is going to be coming around the bend for the next three, four weeks, five weeks? Well, I have a feeling that it's going to ramp up, but it's also uh, I've been burned before, so I don't make the speculations, you know, uh, even when it starts to really look like it. I'm like, OK, this if this isn't it, I don't know what the fuck is going to be it. But literally, that's what I said when we went into lockdown in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's good. There wouldn't I the things that I see that I that I that I know are happening, the the pieces that are getting moved into place these things wouldn't be happening if good people weren't already in control. If uh, Trump was still some, you know, New World Order puppet that was the same thing, this would basically be them playing with their food and we would have no right. chance anyway. So it's not even worth it to go down that path and, and think that way. Um, this is our Let only Let me stop power. you there for a second because I yeah. think that's important what you just said. I've said this on the pod before. It's good to hear someone else say the same thing because you we get it all the time, guys. Like, what if Trump's a psyop? Like what you just discredit the fact that Trump could be, and I just stop him and I go, guys, I haven't even spent two seconds digging into that because here's the reason why. If he is, we're dead. Right. Okay. Like, it, it, and I don't believe he is at all, but if you're right with your 1% out here that all this chaos, so everyone wanting to murder this guy and kill this guy and scream at this guy and get him out and impeach him and, and start race wars. And do it. If you think all this was done just to make the elaborate plan more elaborate because he's really on their team, like they don't need to do that shit. Kate used the best analogy. That's playing with your food. Like right. if you already won, you just end the game. You don't dribble through your legs and all that shit if the clock's <laughs> about to run out, right? So like they wouldn't do that one. But even if it was, then we're dead because yeah. that means there's no one here to protect us. That means everyone's on the other fucking team. And there's just a bunch of us down here going, save us, and there's no one here to save us. So I think that's an important point, Kate, uh, yeah. what you're saying. Sorry to cut you off, but back No, to that's you. okay. That's the difference between taking the red pill and taking the black pill. Uh, the red pill is waking up and seeing what's going on and seeing all the evilness, but there's there's hope there. You see the hope and how we can actually fix this and what we can do. Black pill is seeing all of the ugliness that's happened and not seeing the hope and just being like oh well we're screwed and we're just going to be the meal for like reptilians or whatever <laughs> Dylan Wheeler. yeah so the uh so did you catch that no Dylan Wheeler oh <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Wheeler. yeah dude uh, what Dylan Wheeler. <clears throat> sorry I'm sneezing um so Kate so just to confirm with them and keep it in Lay's terms you don't think Trump has COVID uh, I don't. I don't. Right. I, I think um, 
it's it's beyond coincidental, especially if we start seeing um, some of these other things that line up. If we get an announcement, if we, you know, like whatever it is, um, since we've had this prediction since 2017 that he was going to be isolated and aboard Air Force One and et cetera, et cetera, it would be literally impossible for them to predict that all the way back right. then. Yes, exactly. So, so for those who are out there, uh, what percentage would you give? Because I always like doing it in terms of percentages. <clears throat> what percentage would you, Kate, not pushing it on anyone else, just you personally think that Trump actually has COVID? I would give it like a like a two percent chance that he actually yeah. has COVID. There are so many different levels to what this opens up. He can, uh, you know quote unquote, cure himself with uh, hydroxychloroquine, right. you know, there's Which the, he's there's the benefit of that. taking though. Right. Well, yeah. he said he took it and then he stopped taking it. So I don't know if he was taking it prophylactically or as far as, you know, there's what we hear and then there's what's going on. As far as what we heard, he took it for like a week or whatever that the amount of days was. Um, and then he wasn't taking it anymore. Right. Yep. Yeah. And he's not taking it right. I think he's going to start taking it again, probably. But um, I th he did stop taking it from what I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so the another side of that could be that this is also, uh, E.T., another possibility that maybe a 75 year old uh, overweight man who everyone hates getting COVID. Maybe he's just trying to talk through this whole thing and show everyone like, guys, this, this shit ain't that bad. You know, like we get to watch it from the most powerful man in the world who everyone says he's he's overweight. He's an idiot. He's this. He's that. And if if he just. Take away all the uh, the QAnon stuff. Take away all the drops. Take away all the theories. If you just put it from a straight political lay public perspective, this could be just hey, gain sympathy from the people. People can't attack you when you have COVID. Like no one wanted to attack Chrissy Teigen when she faked her miscarriage. And maybe it's just his way of going. Look, guys, I had it. I got it. I went through it. I used these two drugs that I've been talking about, and I'm good. And nothing happened. Nothing to be afraid of. This isn't that big a deal. Everyone, calm down and vote for me November third. Right. Nobody loved Reagan more than than when he got shot. <laughs> Remember, yeah, he got exactly. shot and like everybody loved him endlessly. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. kind of neuters the 24 seven smear campaign they have going against him, albeit they're still Democrats hoping that he dies. So that doesn't really look good to their constituents who are probably more middle and don't actually wish harm on anybody, even if they don't like them. You have some of these lefties going out and actually hoping that he dies. Uh, that's that's pretty telling of who they are. Not to mention, I mean, if they knew of an assassination attempt, he could be going there just to hide, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it could be soon Sue, right? So appear weak when you are start of war. Yep. So he's like looking like he's weak, but he's about to do something crazy strong. Um, it could be all. I can give you another one. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, another one is just the timing of it. The, the second debate is what, October 15th? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're looking at it, he's going to be in a 14-day quarantine, kind of dovetailing off what you said there, E.T. You know, if, if the left wants to really act like this is a death virus, almost play it against them. Like, okay, you guys want to come kill me and you want to attack me and everything? You're the ones telling everyone that this is a death virus, so you can't come at me. He becomes bulletproof, and then he comes right out of quarantine the day before the debate and gets to go right back on stage. So it kind of gives him, like you said, a two-week buffer of where they can't attack him morally. Like you said, like that's a that's a big deal. And maybe since he said that Trump's going to keep his hands clean, that's what Q said. It's going to make it look like Trump's hands are clean of all of this. Um, it takes him out of the public eye. So maybe things that are about to drop, he's in coronavirus quarantine, nothing to do with him. Uh -huh. But we could have stuff like more FISA D class. 
We could have more Hunter stuff. We could have Clinton Foundation stuff or human trafficking or Haiti or Epstein or Ghislaine or any of the people who are huge getting busted for human trafficking. And it also could be the actual arrest themselves. Now, ironically enough, here's a couple of things that have happened just recently. So, you know, Trump announces that he has coronavirus on the same day as the anniversary of the Las Vegas shooting. Fun facts. We all know that uh, Ben Talal Al-Walid, he owned the top floor of Mandalay Bay. Um, and the whole story about how that guy, you know, drug all that equipment and the weaponry and the ammunition up to the top floor was, you know, kind of bunked. And we had information that it, from Q that apparently he was meeting uh, Prince Salman there and it was an assassination attempt. And so immediately the day after, a bunch of those guys got hung upside down by a group called uh, Blackwater, which is a private mercenary group that used to be run by a dude named Eric Prince. That happens to be the brother of uh, Betsy Davos. So Bet- I was going to say Fresh Prince. Yeah. <laughs> Betsy Davos, who's the Secretary of Education. Anyway, then Scavino, Dan Scavino, who's Trump's uh, social media coordinator, uh, or can- is he the campaign guy? I can't. Anyway. He out, yeah, he tweets out, buckle up. And then Trump says at the rally, you know, it's about time that something happens, quote unquote, it's enough. We've got plenty of information on these crooks. Let's arrest them. Then we have that White House. It goes red, right? Castle red on October 1st at night when he's on the show with Hannity. Uh, we have <clears throat> Hope Hicks tweet. The timestamp lines up with Q post 1044, which says on the clock. And then on the clock, which is a Q post recently, that was a picture of an actual Mickey Mouse clock. It has the hands at 10 and 2. 10 and 2. That was, yeah, that was freaky. Kate sent that to me last so night. I forgot 10 and that. 2, that would be 10 slash 2. That's today. And then, of course, we have some E6Bs, Mercury off the East Coast near D6 or DC last night. And uh, this is the plane that essentially has the ability to order the killing of everyone on Earth should someone attack the United States. Um, how many evidences do we need, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the the clock also with the the Mickey Mouse hands on the ten and two. The first eight ticks of that clock are also red, where the rest of the ticks are black. So eight would would coordinate with the letter H because it's the eighth letter of the alphabet. Number one, it could be um, well HRC since everything is kind of uh, begins and ends with her and her arrest because that's what right. the first Q drop was about. Um, Hope Hicks. Uh, it could be HCQ, hydro- hydroxychloroquine. So I'm not sure what that what that eight means or that H possibly, but that's another part of that clock. And and I want to add something here too. Again, for those people that are sitting here thinking we're like you know in a live video game, like the three of us think we're in a live video game trying to figure it out. And shit ain't that complicated, guys. Shit ain't that serious. Okay, well you're sheep one, and I don't know what the fuck you've been listening to this <laughs> podcast for 38 episodes for because this is all we fucking do. But the thing I would like to really explain to everyone out there is, E.T., tell them again about your doctorate. Just just quick two seconds. Give them your background of what you just said before. Yeah, my doctorate's in holistic health, right? So I And what do you have? No, what do you have? You have a double PhD or what? Just say the, give me the resume line. No, 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 no. Because then if I told you exactly what it was, then you would be easily able to find me based on what. Okay, well, whatever to make you sound smart. I'm just trying to, to play off the fact that you're smart. So give me something that, that you did that makes you sound smart. I mean, I spent eight years in school and I have three degrees. 
one of them is a doctorate and I work in the industry. I own my own business okay. and I have. So he has a doctorate. He has a doctorate. He's an entrepreneur and he lives there. Kate, give me something to make you sound smart. Well, uh, I'm basically a knucklehead, but no, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm a hypnotherapist. Uh, I don't, I don't practice now, but, um, I'm actually very smart. I just never applied myself, but I am applying <laughs> myself now. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, and, and then, you know, obviously a lot of people know about me. Like I graduated from Villanova, double major finance economics at a 1490 on my SATs, like the whole nine of entrepreneur, open many businesses and I'm a gorilla. Right. But you're talking about three people here who are extremely intelligent. I'll put myself in your group, even though I'm not there. But three people who actually are of a very high level of intelligence. And if you look within the community of all of us that are getting banned, these are very, very analytical, intelligent people. Okay. You look at this movement, this Q movement, some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, so smart that I can't even understand what the hell they're saying half the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is not just a bunch of bumbling fucking people chasing a gorilla through the woods. Okay. This is like very intellectual, intelligent people. And there is something much deeper than what everyone realizes going on right now. And our job is to decode it. And I know a lot of people will, you know, blow us all when we uncover something like the Wayfair thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, who do you think uncovered Wayfair? We us. did. We did. You know, who do you, I put, did a whole video about the organ harvesting book that was sitting on Wayfair that was the Falun Gong. I mean, like, no one else was finding this shit. I did a whole two-hour video breaking down the fucking drowning in New Jersey and tying it to Bill Gates and Hillary Clinton. IET's done 30 threads like this, and so is Kate. We're the ones breaking these stories that you guys are sending viral and absorbing, going, holy shit, is Tom Hanks really a pedo? Is he really dead? Is this really going? So trust us on this, too. We know what the fuck we're doing, okay? We may not be right, but we're not lying. Well, not right? to like, mention, that's the bottom line. We're not intentionally telling yeah. you. Yeah. We're not lying. We're just doing our own research. And it's more than you've done. It is, Trust the, only, me on that. It is the only form of media, if you want to call it that, or, or only form of, of information where everything is completely open sourced. We are all showing our work. And if right. somebody can come in and prove something that I said wrong or one of you said wrong, they're going to do it. That's the other beauty of this is that everybody wants to be the fucking smart guy in the room. So they're not right. just going to let you get away with saying something that they know is wrong, that they can prove it to prove it to be wrong they're going to want to prove it wrong so it's a it's a collective uh and they've tried and they've tried by gaslighting and misinterpreting and misrepresenting and saying or they insert their own little q post or their own little theory on it and they went out they're like oh, see it's bunk see it's bunk we've debunked it yeah but how many people have tried to debunk q and why if it's just a larp it's already fake why do you care so much shut up yeah and, and honestly why does it keep growing we have psyops and plants all throughout this fucking movement. We've not only known it, we've called it. We know maybe we didn't know exactly who they were. I'm at fault too. I'm sure you guys also. There's a couple people within this movement who, you know, we won't name their names, who I thought were part of us. I thought they were on our team. And then all of a sudden, fucking you realize that they're a fucking plant. And then all this shit comes out that they were in psych wards and they have fucking posts from 2016 with devil shit and fucking Hillary stuff and all that. Like, yeah, it happens. You know, you're not, you're not, we didn't, you can't fucking vet every single person to the nines, especially when you met on the internet. But the bottom line is, why is the movement still growing? If all the media is doing is shitting on it and they're banning all our accounts and wiping us out from everywhere and there's plants and psyops popping up left and right trying to destroy it from within, one, why is it being attacked so heavily? So if you're a Trump supporter, you should be able to relate to this even if you are not on the conspiracy side. One of the big things any Trump supporter will tell you, if Trump's so bad, why the fuck do all the worst people want him out? Mm -hmm. right like the, the 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 friend of the the enemy of my enemy is my friend 
right? Like that's basically what it is. So in that situation, that's one. But two, I mean, this is this is exciting. Like ET woke up with a boner. You know, Kate and me last night were texting till God knows when. I don't even know what time you woke up today, Kate. We were texting all through the night. Like, what do you think this means? What do you think that? Like, we're going back and forth, bouncing ideas off each other. We're trying to fucking literally solve the biggest mystery and uncover the biggest fucking evil cabal in the history of the world. And we think we're close. So get jacked up. This is fucking fun. It's because so fun. guess if we're wrong, then we're fucked. So like get on board and help us and start digging with us. Stop fucking fighting it. Because if we're right, we're going to save the fucking world over here. So, I mean, exactly. this is great. Exactly. Right. By the way, one thing on a Vegas shooting. But I'll go on, ET. I want to add one more thing. I got to get back to work. Uh, but Q has made several posts using a very certain phrase. And I'm going to read the phrase real quick. And then I'm going to tell you something about it. Uh, da, 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 just pulling it up. Okay. Pull it out. Whip it out. Yeah. So Q posts several times. He's posted this total of 11 times as early as May 14th, 2018. Right. And it's basically part of the Constitution, and it says that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So we're talking about, and it goes on to, you know, the, this is the constitution, right? It goes on to say, eventually, like, if you have tyranny, we're going to conquer it. And it's up to the people. It's your right and your duty to take them over and replace them and form a new one or alter the existing one. This whole thing, that whole quote was on the back of the stage of the debate. So when you were looking at Biden and Trump just crushed him with like, oh, yeah, it was your idea with the Logan Act. And we got it all recorded. And Obama was sitting in there in the office with you. So he knew about it, too. So don't talk to me about no free transition. That was Trump quoted, right? He's referring to the Logan Act, which is essentially what they penned Michael Flynn on, uh, saying that he didn't have authorized abilities to speak with or on the behalf of the government into a foreign uh, country or state or enemy yeah. or anything like that. So they, by the way, the Logan Act's never been used except for back in 1790, I think, or 1797. Uh, Adam, I can't remember who it was that actually got it used on, but that was when it was essentially created and it hasn't been used since. So they tried to say, you know, we're talking Joe Biden and Obama tried to use the Logan Act against General Flynn. So Trump calls him out. And so I'm watching a video of Biden's face when he's saying, oh, yeah, and we got it recorded and we caught you. And, you know, Biden's face just drops and he's in shock. And then right there behind it is this whole quote that talks about whenever, uh, if any form of government becomes destructive, it's the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. So Q's posted this 11 times. It happens to be on the background behind the debate so that when you look into the background, that's what you see. And how ironic. It just goes to show you patriots are in complete control. We're going to be mm -hmm. fixing this. And so whatever you see as far as like uh, controversy or problems happening or things look like we're in turmoil or it's getting really bad, it's all just to wake up the people who are still sleeping out of their cognitive dissonance. And once that happens, or it based upon their plan, they're going to initiate their operations and then it's going to happen. So don't let any of this bad stuff, coronavirus or whatever, 
get you worried or concerned. It's all part of the plan, and Patriots are in control. Yeah, I mean, Kate, I think one of the things that I get asked a lot is, um, well, if all this shit was going on and you're talking about, why the fuck haven't I seen anything? Right? Like, wait, what? nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And we're sitting here like, guys, have you seen these fucking treaties and trade deals and changes in government across the world and laws that are being changed? That, like, I mean, you're not looking, you're just looking at mainstream, like, is anyone in handcuffs? Right? Like, that's all you're looking for. And the way I always equate it, Kate, is that an operation like this that's going on, which we are all 100% in on, uh, that is happening right now, right before our eyes. You can't just go start arresting people publicly because it's similar to a. if anyone's ever watched a mafia movie, the way you get down the mafia, the way you take down the godfather, the top of the food chain, the elites of the elites, whether you want to consider that Hillary Soros, the Rothschilds or people we don't even know that are at the tippy tippy top of this that will never know their names. The way you take that down is by getting the people at the bottom, bringing them in. And I think that's what quarantine was, right? To get all these celebrities that disappeared, Oprah, Ellen, Tom Hanks, all these people that were coming in, bring them in, get them, and then put them back in the public, kind of catch and release situation, right? right. And they do it with the mafia with wires. They have the low-level guys go in and spy on the other people, get intel. But what people need to understand, Kate, is that this, we're not going to, I don't think we're going to see one or two things and then one or two more things. I've been saying from the beginning, this is going to be, everything is going to happen like literally in a fucking five day period or 10 days or whatever you want. And then it's just going to be like, holy shit. And like ET said, they're waking up the world slowly to get used to, all right, there's pedophiles. All right, Epstein had a fucking island. All right, there's some fucked up people out there. All right, we found some alien technology that isn't from this earth. Like start numbing people to so much information that nothing will send them into a suicidal shock. Right. But also, it's important to keep in mind all of those people saying that, you know, oh, we're not seeing anything happening. You guys have to realize that the media is every bit as guilty as as any of these people. They are not going to report on themselves. Anybody that's saying it's not happening is is still expecting the mainstream media to spoon fed feed yep. them and tell them when something is important to highlight it and be like, warning, warning, this is important and connecting those dots for them. It's also really important to realize that before you could have those high level arrests, you need to clear out the corruption. Corruption is like bed bugs. You can't just get rid of it a little bit here and a little bit there. It has to be done systematically. You have to get rid of all of it. Look at all of the um, the resignations and the firings and everything going on in the DOJ, the CIA, the FBI, all of these things. You can't have high level arrests if you've got dirty cops and dirty judges um, and dirty investigators. Supreme Court justices. I mean, you exactly. could, he, he needed to line everything in. And that's why most people were saying this is an eight year process. Like it's going to take him a few years just to line everything up properly to attack. Yeah, people right? have no idea how advanced this is. They've, for centuries, they've been infiltrating every nook and cranny on earth. Is no way it's going to happen in one year, two years, four years. It's just not. And the fact that we have made this much progress in this much amount of time is nothing short of a miracle. I mean, we're talking mm -hmm. centuries of power and we're taking them down. And, yeah. and this is, you know, this is it just to, uh, to tell, you said this is the anniversary of the, I didn't know the Vegas shooting thing. That was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. I didn't know that, AJ. That's, that's interesting. You know, you, I have a fun fact for you about the Vegas shooting, just from my financial stock trading nerd side. Hmm. Um, did you guys know about the Soros ties to the Vegas shooting and the shares? No. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's dug into this. Just I'm a, I'm a fucking stock nerd. So I've said it on the podcast, but. You'll find this interesting. So with the Vegas shooting, when that took place, 
George Soros, uh, his portfolios are public record. So you could see his actual holdings, right? So he made $73 million off the Vegas, 75, 73 million off the Vegas shooting, whatever it was. And the funny thing is when I went into his actual quarterly earnings, so they have to file quarterly earnings, right? So he filed one, I think it was in May. I'm 99% sure it was May 15th, but I think it was in May. And the other one was in August, right? So when you looked at his holdings in May and compare them to the holdings in August, which was, it's crazy what happened. So in May, he owned 5,000 shares of uh, Las Vegas Sands. Hold on, I have my notes here somewhere. Five, here it is, I found it. 5,000 shares of Las Vegas Sands. Keep in mind, this is George Soros, so 5,000 shares is fucking nothing. 5,000 shares of Las Vegas Sands, 3,500 shares of Wynn Resorts, and he had no position on MGM. Okay, we know where the shooting was. Now, when you look at his filing in August, he sold all his Las Vegas shares, Las Vegas Sands shares. He sold all of his win shares. Okay, so he was long. He was betting on casinos in May. All right, small portfolio, but betting on casinos. Sold everything he had that was betting on casinos in Vegas, and he bought 1.35 million shares, put options, which when you buy a put option, you're betting on the thing to go down, okay? So just picture he's betting on MGM to drop. So that was literally on August 14th, August 15th portfolio. And we know the anniversary was just when? Just a day ago? So on October 1st, the whole MGM got shot up. He made $73 million on his 1.35 million shares that he bet on MGM to collapse. Coincidence? Crazy. This dude had never had more than 5,000 shares of a casino stock in his portfolio in the last four years, up or down. And then all of a sudden, two months before the shooting, 1.4 million shares he bet on MGM itself to drop. Crazy. Interesting. When you start talking about follow the money, it all leads back to these. Let me ask you a quick question before we pivot a little bit here. ET. I got to bounce, dude. Okay. Do let me get one question. Do you have to go like this second or you got two minutes? I got two minutes. Okay. Who is the top? Uh, me and Kate, me and you will continue when, when E.T. bounces. E.T., when you leave, make sure not to shut this thing off, okay? I'll leave it on. Can you, can you leave and have Jen, your wife do it? Yep. Okay, cool. So just leave it on until it downloads when we're done. But uh, E.T., if you had to say who the top is, who's the top of this chain? Is it Hillary? Is it Soros? Is it people we don't know? Mm. The evil chain. I mean, Soros just replaced a side of the triangle. I think they replaced the Rockefellers, but then the top was the... Uh, the Illuminati, obviously, but they had the Rothschilds and then they had uh, the House of Saud, so included all those Saudi princes. Uh, and then it was the Rockefellers, I believe. And then Rockefeller died and then Soros replaced him. So, okay, so that's who you think the top is. All right, so before you get out of here, me and Kate will continue on when, when you're out. Um, final words, ET. Anything you want to share with the people? I know we're going to be doing more stuff together, so they'll be able to find you through us. Um, and where we're going and where we're doing stuff. But uh, anything you want to on your way out say? Yeah, I mean, I definitely still want to do the Act of 1871 podcast. I can't decide if I want to do it like PowerPoint style or if I just want to like go through it voice. Um, we'll do that soon. And of course, everyone keep your eyes peeled just to see what's going on in the next you know couple of hours even, but mostly in the next couple of weeks because I imagine, like you said, Tommy, it's going to start ratcheting up and everything is going to be pretty intense and people's probably will be scared uh, but there is light on the other side and it is light that of which we have never seen before. So nobody alive knows what it's going to be like to live after we arrest all these people. Cause that's there's never true. a time that's existed that these people were not in charge. Uh, their yeah. families are pretty tight. Their bloodlines are tight and they've been running the world for a very long time. 
And if you want to follow ET, the easiest way to get to him is on Parlor at Inevitable ET, no underscores, no spaces. Uh, that's the best way that he'll route you to all his content elsewhere. And you'll be seeing a lot of us together too. ET, get out of here. I know you gotta. I know you gotta get to work. Appreciate you stealing out for an hour here. Bro. Oh yeah, absolutely, brother. My pleasure, and thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks a lot, bro. Yeah. See you, Kate. All right. Ah, finally we're alone. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to get you alone, Kate, for a long time. <laughs> if I start hearing a saxophone, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm rattled now. Uh, so, so I had a couple other things that I wanted to touch on. You know, on the show. How much time you got? What do you, what do you got Whatever. left for? You? I got like an hour and a half. I got like okay. an hour. All right, cool. So we'll go another 20, 30 minutes here. Um, so I had written down Chrissy Teigen. Um, mm-hmm. I also had the debate. Um, so let's start with the debate since it's kind of topical, and then we can end with this demonic uh, horror, Chrissy Teigen. But um, <laughs> as far as the debate, we did the debate party the other night. You killed it. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. We did a good job. But a lot of people here haven't heard our takes on it yet, right? So what was your take from the debate, and what was the biggest takeaways? You know, anything you thought he could have done better? Anything you thought he smashed on? Uh, how did you leave that? I thought he absolutely crushed it. I, I was sitting there with the biggest grin on my face the entire time. And I know like there was a lot of, cr- I, I tweeted that too afterwards. I was like, oh my God, he just absolutely crushed that. And there was a lot, a lot, a lot of whining in my mentions, like just so much whining. Like that was an absolute shit show, whatever. Yes, it was a shit show. That is the point. We This man is not here to be presidential, And we are so used to this like polished knucklehead that we had in office before him that was cranked out of the pickle factory and knew how to say things well, but there was absolutely no substance behind him. Trump is the absolute opposite. He is here to get in the mud and wrestle with pigs. He's here to make his points. He's here to take it into that petty place because guess what it did? It made Joe Biden snap. Joe Biden turned around and told him to shut up. He told the president of the United States to shut up. You're going to call him a clown. Yeah. Like there was absolutely no decorum on his on his end. But guess what? People expect that from Trump. So if he can drag you into the mud with him, like he won here. Now you're in his now you're in his uh, in his arena. Um, He made his points. It's not going to make a single person who supported Trump not like Trump. The fact that he got into a bickering argument or was talking over him or interrupting him, it only makes us like him more. And right. he was making good points that are going to make people in the middle, um, uh, you know, maybe open their eyes a little bit. But I honestly think part of the reason he was talking over Biden so much is that Biden probably did have an earpiece and he probably was listening to talking points. And Trump was trying to mess with that. And and the other thing is too. I mean, it was we talked about it the whole debate. Kate, when we were in the in the room together. It was it was two on one. Yeah. I mean, exactly. it was literally. I mean, had you had you had Wallace asking like attacking Trump, like the same question would be phrased two different ways to each guy the whole debate. Mm-hmm. Like he would go to Trump and say, "Well, it's a fact that you said don't do this and you caused people to die," mm-hmm. and then he would turn to Biden and ask the same question and be like. So a lot of people are saying on the other side of the aisle that they think it's possible that you said this and that it possibly could have led to this. What is like you're saying this, you're asking the same question, but it's totally different. And then Trump would go at Wallace and then Wallace was getting pissed and it turns into a shit show. But that's what Trump wants. Yes. Trump wants the shit show. And, and me and you talked about it, how the people who are voting for Trump, the people who voted for Trump in 2016 are voting for Trump again. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going anywhere. We love this shit. 
So that's that's why we're all about it. But the people in the middle finally got to see some of the holes in Biden's game because I I felt the whole time and said it on this podcast before the debate that the left's plan is to make Biden look like the harmless old man, right? The harmless little old man who's, you know, maybe losing it a little bit. But guess what? We got riots. We got race wars. We got impeachment hearings. We got nasty tweets and cursing and grabbing in the pussy and this, all this other shit. Life is chaos right now. Coronavirus, death virus. Let's just get someone who's just safe, calm, tranquil in there. And that's what they're trying to play Biden as. We know he's an evil piece of shit, but he got exposed. Like you said, Trump dragged him into the mud, got him to tell him to shut up, got him to call him a clown, got him to kind of get rattled a little bit. Where now when people are talking about the debate, I'm seeing a lot of people in the middle, Kate, saying all they did was bicker and fight. You know, like they're not saying Trump just bickered and fight. That's what the left's saying. But yep. the people in the middle are just like, dude, it was I learned nothing from it. These two just went and fucking bickered like they were in high school. And that's what we want, because they're going to think that of Trump anyway. But yeah. now we got Biden grouped into that conversation. Well, at least at least uh, Trump got to drop a few nukes. You know, these things that don't get covered or they don't get covered uh, well enough in the mainstream media, you know, about Hunter Biden um, and the corruption, the news that came out about him and some of these things that Trump was able to bring up. It didn't matter. This is all theater anyway. Uh, they're not even really campaign. They're not even really uh, like tr- Biden is a fallacy. Trump is not running against Biden. He's running against election uh, fraud. And they didn't it doesn't even matter who's in Biden's spot right now. They know nobody likes him. They know nobody is like there's not a single good thing you can say about Biden. All people can say is I hate Trump. I'll vote for it. Like blow, vote blue no matter who. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that they could put a, a freaking, you know, Tootsie Pop. Anybody. Exactly. In his spot. So the other thing was, too, I saw something out there. I don't know if you saw it about the spike in Google hits on the name Hunter Biden. Like it was like 20 times what it was over, you know, at any point. I I wish I screenshotted it. I thought I did. I was just looking for it right now. But it was amazing that the amount of spikes in the searches for Hunter Biden, which is all you want. Right. You just want people to go do their own research. Right. I think as much as people complain about Trump and his decorum and whatever, and uh, I think that's that's innately in all of us. All of us are ta- are taught the golden rule and to be kind to people. You never call people <clears throat> names, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of us who even like Trump still kind of cringe when he does those things. It's like, oh, man, you can't say that. You yeah. can't do that. You can't behave that way. But it is it is what he's here to do. And he's if he would have sat there and, uh, you know, took his turn and been, people would have called him weak. We don't want weak. Seek deep down, even if people are cringing at what he's saying or how he's saying it, deep down, people want a strong president and they want somebody who's going to be a bit of an asshole, quite frankly. Yeah. And, and that's the truth, right? Like, I mean, that's why he won. Like everyone forgets, like, you know, this Trump train didn't really get rolling full steam until probably 2017 and 18, like really where it became a freight train. Back in 2016, a lot of people were like, fuck it, let's give this guy a shot, right? Like that was a lot of people's mentality because guess what? The big theme going into the 2016 elections, if anyone remembers, I know it seems like 50 years ago because every month seems like five years, but the big theme was we're done with fucking politicians, all right? We've had so many clean cut politicians in here. We just had eight years of Obama in the nice suit with the great talking points and interracial and all this shit and nothing fucking happened. So let's let's shake shit up a little bit. 
And that's why Trump was able to surge through. And there's a lot of people that'll say they don't even think Trump thought he was going to win at the beginning, right? Like a lot of people do this for for fame. We're on a different side because we believe this is a whole long-term plan to end the cabal. But no matter what way you look at it, that's who he is and that's what he does. The biggest thing for me, Kate, was when he got Biden to basically disavow the Green New Deal. Oh, yeah. That was the biggest thing. And Trump did the, I'm like you, I hear him go, I'm like, oh, say this, say this. And he doesn't say it. Or I'm like, no, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. But this was the one time he hit the nail on the head when Biden basically was like, I'm not for the Green New Deal. And he's like, congratulations, Joe, you just lost the election. You just lost the left. It was perfect. It was so perfect. It it literally says on Biden's website that he supports the Green New Deal. And he lost the support of, you know, all the Bernie bros, all the Bernie bros that were going to plug their nose and vote for Biden are like, you know what? Fuck you. And Kamala Harris fucking wrote the Taft thing, right? Isn't she a co-author on it? (laughs) I mean, meanwhile, like this is the most toxic relationship ever. She didn't. She 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 agreed that um, she thought he was a. I mean, he was a segregationist, and she believed his um, uh, Tara Reid, who who uh, accused him of sexual um, Uh misbehavior, whatever. Yep, and she. uh, They've had a lot of issues there. And then Trump had the other one liner with the very beginning, which I thought was the nuts. I forget what it what, what was it, Kate, when he said uh, the Harris administration or he said something oh. about Kamala. Yeah, uh, he, I, know. I don't remember what it was, but he said something about running the country. And he's like, you know, I'm the I am the Democratic Party. That's what Biden says. And then it, and then Trump was like, well, that's not what Kamala Harris thinks. Thanks <laughs> the Harris administration thinks exactly. because she made that gap. And that was um, a great point to make because nobody liked her. She ran yeah. on her own. And pe- if people liked her, they would have. she would have still been in it. But nobody liked her. Yeah, she didn't even get fucking, she didn't get any delegates. Like, she like was useless. She, like, yeah. Yeah, she, like, basically was a non-factor the whole entire time. And people forget, Biden was almost out of this fucking race after fucking Iowa. <laughs> like, I mean, he was literally, he was almost dead right out the gate. So there's not many people that love either of these two. So overall on the debate, um... From an entertainment standpoint, where do you rank it from an entertainment standpoint? Oh, my God. Pure, pure entertainment gold. I, I, I was having so much fun. I have no idea what other people were watching, that they were just sitting there miserable. I have no idea why people hate fun. But that was so <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. And how up to date are you on this Chrissy Teigen thing? Because I think it does tie a little more than people think yeah. to everything that's going on right now. And I want to get into that a little but. Yeah. You you know about me and Inevitable's history with uh, with Miss Teigen over here, but right. uh, you're you're totally up to date on everything that's going on with her. I'm assuming. Yeah. Correct? Yep. Okay. So for those that for those that don't know what just happened with Chrissy Teigen, this kind of brought me, no pun intended, out of shadows um, because I've been laying low on Twitter, kind of hiding behind a mask under a different name and not posting videos of myself, but trying to make it know it's me, but not really tell anyone it's me, and then. When this bitch shows up, Kate, like I just started salivating. I'm like, fuck it, all in. Like, you know, like if I'm going down, I'm going down for this fucking, this piece of garbage. Um, (laughs) So she claimed she was pregnant. She claimed that she was pregnant out of nowhere after for years she's been talking about how she can't have children, Mm -hmm. right? So she started claiming she was pregnant. I believe it was August 15th, which coincidentally timed perfectly with John Legend's new video, music video that dropped. So she can get the PR from it and the sympathy. And it was like two weeks after all of us, Kate, just literally made this girl cry, turn her account private, and basically shut down on Twitter. She deleted 60,000 tweets, 
all the pedophilia stuff was unearthed and that was all us, right? right? So what do you know? Two weeks later, we all get wiped off the internet. I'm pregnant. And then everyone's like, oh, we love you, Chrissy, right? Like, great. And then all of a sudden, like so many oddities in this pregnancy, if you go through her Instagram alone, just the bump appeared in like 10 days. Like she went from flat stomach in one picture to big baby bump 12 days later. And now all of a sudden, Chrissy Teigen has a miscarriage. She goes in, she predictively programs that uh, I'm going in for just a blood work. It's going to be fine. Everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. And then next thing you know, boom, here's the picture of her crying, fucking totally staged on the internet. So give me your take of the whole Chrissy Teigen situation. I think there's, uh, I don't know if you want to call her, there's something more important to her. There's something beyond what we're seeing. Yes. She's not just some, uh, you know, wife of a musician who was like an ex-model or whatever. There's something more important to her. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I also do know that, uh, you know, we were talking about the, the, the internet suppression. It was like anybody that was going after her was getting deleted instantly. Like she mm-hmm. had some kind of special power on Twitter yeah. where, uh, I mean, I think she even tweeted something about it, that she was deleting millions of people and all of yeah. those people that were getting like blocked from her were also getting deleted. Yeah. Um, just so happens too, that this, uh, this miscarriage that she had happened to land on one of the uh, biggest satanic holidays. Yeah, uh, the Harvest the, Moon, right? Harvest Moon. Um, there's something also I read a while ago about her daughter, Luna, which also, by the way, Luna means moon. Mm-hmm. And um, something about the correlation of Luna's birth and it being like exactly, you know, nine months to the day of some kind of other ritual that supposedly happened or whatever. So. There's a whole rabbit hole there uh, if you're into that kind of uh, that conspiracy stuff with her. The other thing, too. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot with uh, with this maniac, too. Also, she just had a breast reduction surgery. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say, uh, let me see a uh, question. Chrissy Teigen just announced she was pregnant before my breast reduction last year. They did a pregnancy test. Was she pregnant when she had her surgery? I feel like uh, with her bump, she had to have been pregnant before that. But I could be wrong. I'm confused. This is just a random girl on the Internet who's basically saying you can't get a breast reduction surgery and they have to test you to make sure you're pregnant because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So based on the size of her baby bump, and she said she was already you know, more than halfway through her pregnancy, then when she got this breast reduction surgery, she should have had a pregnancy test and it would have showed that she was pregnant. So that's another thing that was fucked up. Her wristband in the hospital. If you guys go, I posted this in my rant at Create the Mayhem on Instagram and Twitter. I posted this in the rant. Her bracelet, I didn't discover this, by the way, someone else did. Um, her bracelet actually says, um, what is it, Melissa Diane Washington? Yep. Is that the name, Melissa Diane Washington, I believe yep. it is? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, well, well, you know, when celebrities check into hospitals, you know, they use, no, no, not on the wristband. That's for personnel only. That's mm-hmm. for personnel only. There's other people saying things like, well, at that point in the uh, miscarriage, she wouldn't have still been in the gown. She would have been out of the gown. She wouldn't be naked under the gown in that situation, what was going on. And the biggest thing for me, Kate, is I had two friends whose parents had passed away. Um, they said because of COVID, but it wasn't. They had strokes or something else, and then they blamed it on COVID. But they couldn't even go to the hospital to see their parents. You tell me Chrissy Teigen got her husband and a whole camera crew in there? Right. That's the thing. Like, I've had a miscarriage before, and the last thing I was thinking about was posting to my fucking social media. And, I mean... Uh, She literally made, she really, she literally took her account off of private. Like she was the first time since we got put on private. Yeah. (laughs) You got after what you guys did, 
She put her shit on private and then she came back and literally took it off of private to make this post. It just seems like a, uh, a sympathy grab. The biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my entire life. She's perfectly posed in the center of the bed and perfectly covered, but just being like whorish enough to be Chrissy Teigen where you could see side boob and stuff like that. But she's literally perfectly posed with tears clear as hell, like on her face, like almost like it's just the most perfect crying picture that you've ever seen. I've, I haven't had a miscarriage, Kate, personally, but, uh, but I actually know a lot of women who have, and you can't even talk to them for two weeks, three weeks, a month, more than that. Like, they're so distraught and so destroyed, and you being a woman who's had one, I mean, I can't even imagine trying to put a camera in someone's face who just had a miscarriage. Or like putting it to words and, and talking to absolute total strangers about it. And, and that's what's on your mind when you're driving home. Like, it's later. Right. Like we're not talking like three days later. We're talking like three hours later. Mm -hmm. And then on the drive home, writing another bullshit fucking thing about. Uh, hold on. Let me get it. Because I quote tweeted it. Um, so she wrote on her way home, driving home from the hospital with no baby. How can this be real? And then I just quote tweeted it and wrote, it's not. <laughs> because it's so, not. Because <laughs> <yeah>, it's not. <laughs> That's how. So I'll be deleted very shortly. But, um, but the nice thing, Kate, though, now is I don't have the check mark or the following anymore. So like, I'm probably just one of the million that get wiped through her back end funnel that never gets seen. So whereas before I stuck out like a sore thumb. Right. But I mean, odds that this is real. Odds that Chrissy Teigen really was pregnant. Keep in mind her last pregnancy with her last kids. There was huge conspiracy theories circulating around it because they lied about saying they were in Tokyo and someone analyzed the pictures and found out that they weren't. And there was only one picture of them in quote unquote Tokyo. And it was in a uh, uh, department store like Chrissy fucking Teigen. The, the attention whore of the world is only going to post one picture in a department store from Tokyo, and everyone was like, that's bullshit. And then they figured out it actually wasn't Tokyo because of some of the tags on the thing or something. And then she did the same thing that time where she had no bump, and then all of a sudden she had a bump, and then she got busted, and then she had to say it was in vitro fertilization and blah, 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 and she never got tested, and then she always got tested. Uh, her story's changed like 100 times whenever it comes to pregnancy. Oddly enough, uh, Big Mike, Kate, another mm -hmm. one, who we've never seen a picture of her pregnant with her right. children. But um, what would you say the odds are that Chrissy Teigen actually had a miscarriage. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Frick, I don't know. Frick, <laughs> he's not here. Say the word. Fucking <laughs> fuck, I have no idea. Um, your Discord name is Dragon Fucker, and you just said Frick. <laughs> I have a reputation to uphold. Um, no, no. So, um, I know my reputation sucks. No, I, I think I, I don't know about uh, all I know is that she seems she seems evil to me. And looking at the pedophile jokes that this chick made before, um, I just don't care. I think that there's something deeper to her. I see just absolute evil behind her. I don't know what it is. I just um, I think she is evil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could go the step further. Like, I, I actually do believe. Um, and I've been in Twitter wars with Alyssa Milano. Like, that's what I was known for, right? Just fucking fighting with celebrities on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I made my name Return of the Jedi with the G when I came back. Star Wars, you know, at War with Stars. Little mm -hmm. decoding there for the Q people. But the, um, 
like I literally think she's so high up on this chain that we can't even fathom it. Like I've been saying this for a while. Like, who is she? Why is she popular? Like, what the fuck? Like, does she do like 13 million followers like on Twitter? Like, she swings swords on Twitter and she has no skill set and she's not even hot anymore. Mm-hmm. So how is she so powerful? And she's the most evil. She's communicating with all these people. She's getting the whole movement deleted from the internet. She's bragging about it. She knows what Q is. She speaks about QAnon openly all the time. It seems like she's like almost like a nuclear weapon for the cabal. Well, what is that? What is that? Uh, uh, the saying like to learn who rules over you, just find out who you're not allowed to criticize. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you can't criticize her. Why? No. Like, who is she? What you know? You could you can literally go on and talk shit to uh, Hillary Clinton, who had some actual yeah. power in the world. Right. Um, but for some reason, you can't criticize Chrissy Teigen. Why is that? Yep. And she looks like an alien, like she really does. zoom in on her face. Like, I'm not saying this in a bad way. I know, you know, a lot of people say she's pretty. I used to think she was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's the pretty isn't. and there's also evil. Like I, I right. think once you start to see it, like Ilan Omar is actually a really good example of this, too. She has a beautiful face, but you but there's just like once you start to see it, once you see there's she looks like a snake to me. Yeah. AOC. Same thing. You know, when she first yeah. came in, oh, this girl's cute. And then I was like, oh, God, she's disgusting. You know, right. like it. You know, beauty isn't just, you know, the physical appearance of these people, but she literally looks like a lizard person. Like she, everything about her looks like a snake. Like she looks like she's a lizard. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think there's something more to her. And I think it's possible that with this whole stuff that's going on right now and potential darkness and potential arrests, and I think we're both standing on the same team that if there are arrests coming up over the next 10, 14 days, I don't think we're necessarily going to hear about them, right? Do you do you think this is the time that they're going to actually come out with this stuff? Or do you think these are just going to be made kind of underwater? It's hard to say. Um, at this point, I think that if Q was warning us, if this is all lining up the way that we think it is with going back to uh, October two, 2017 and they were giving us this game plan of what to look for, it seems like there would be something that would be following that not, you know, otherwise why draw our attention to it? Why give us the signals of, okay, shit is going down now, unless we're going to actually see it. That's what I would think, right? Like it's kind of scary. And I mean, just from a selfish standpoint, I I wonder if you ever think like this, like, I mean, I don't want to make light of anything in this situation because this is a really serious thing that we're dedicating our lives to, right? Like I've walked away from a company where I was making millions of dollars um, to, to fight this battle. You know, I, I didn't before because honestly, I didn't feel like I was making that much of an impact. I did the podcast and did all that. But when as my following grew, I stopped and, and we're in the same chat room together. Me and you we're on 40 different text threads together. So like, you could verify this and we could verify it for each other right. that, you know, I was saying, like, I don't care when people are like, you're going to lose your following. I'm like, I don't care. My job is to be the kamikaze. My job is to be the fly into the mountain, fly into the building, you know, like. I'm going to go in there and create some mayhem in the cabal. I'm going to start attacking. I have the check mark, right? It's my responsibility. So as it grew, I was flying at the heads of Podesta and, you know, Chrissy Teigen, Alyssa Milano, like making, ending up in Newsweek, ending up in BuzzFeed, ending up in all the papers, Rothschild. Like, I felt like that was my job on some level. And with that came the fact that I was going to have to sacrifice my social media. Yeah. And that's a small sacrifice for this movement. That's why it really pisses me off when people say, like, oh, PSYOP. And is that like, no, motherfucker, trust me, my sports business, 
would be doing a hell of a lot fucking better if I had 200,000 Twitter followers still to market to. I exactly. promise you that. No one even knows I have the fucking thing because of that. So, but that, that's part of the, part of the process and part of this mission is really sacrifice. I mean, you do it every day. I don't know how the fuck you constantly are just providing news and information all day. The amount of research and knowledge that you have in your head. And I know we fuck around because we're very good friends, but about like, you know, you being a pretty face and, you know, we, we're alone together. And all. But like, I insanely respect your intelligence and I know everyone in the, in the industry does. And I think your pretty face is a distraction sometimes too, how smart you are. <laughs> but you. we also have to admit, this is kind of fun, right? Like, this is like, I don't want it to end on some level. Like, I fucking like digging into this shit and stuff. So it's kind of scary and like, wait, is it possible that this is all going to be over? Like, what the fuck am I going to do if that does happen? It's thrilling. It's thrilling. We did kind of throw ourselves out there. And by the way, all those people that you lost or all that, whatever you, that clout that might have gone away is temporary. All those people will be back and they will bring 10 friends with them because mm -hmm. this is what we're seeing. This is why this is called the Great Awakening. It's yep. uh, people are not people are finding it through all different avenues. It's not just through Q. Uh, it could be through religious, uh, you know, waking up or whatever it is. They're just they're just out there seeking the truth and their consciousness is lifting. Somehow it doesn't matter if you're in like a remote uh, place in Zimbabwe or if you're in the middle of New York City. Everybody is searching for information now and questioning mm -hmm. what it is that they that they thought that they knew. And we're all kind of meeting up in the middle. <laughs> Excuse me. So. Um, those, it, it is hard. It's hard to put yourself out there and to be, to make yourself a leader when there's so much criticism, that's the way it's designed, right? That's mm -hmm. even the word conspiracy theorist was designed in order to criticize and minimize. CIA, whatever, yeah. yeah, exactly. What these people were saying, uh, it was a way to just, um, to cut them down, cut them off, uh, immediately. So, but you people, people will remember you as a leader and, um, and you know, when when you are a leader, when you're standing up against something that's actually worthwhile, think about how freaking easy it is to go along with the narrative. <laughs> All of these people that pat themselves on the back by out by like being social justice warriors out there, like parroting the same shit that the mainstream media says. How easy is it for them? Yep. They have no they're, they're they're so weak and they don't even know it. Um, I think that's go on, go on. No, no, you go. No, no, no. I, I talk too much. We always say. No, I think I already. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Beauty before beauty before age. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, I think you're right because I mean, I think part of the reason why uh, I was talking to ET about this and some other people in the chat room the other day because I know there's some big stigmas against uh, athletics, sports, athletes, gambling, fantasy, all the stuff that you know. I spent almost my whole entire life perfecting my craft, right? So I do that shit. Yeah. Okay. I didn't fucking grow up trying to be a conspiracy theorist and lead a movement to fuck. I didn't know what Q was when I was 22 and I got into sports, you know, like and yeah. it didn't exist. Right. Like, so like I was on a path and yeah, it wasn't the greatest path for a lot of that period of time. And I decided, you know, over the last year and a half, you know what, I need to start using a platform to, to push this and fucking let's, let's make some noise here. And I think part of the problem with uh, one of the positives of this movement is that if you're a Trump supporter, and if you're a conspiracy theorist, those aren't the same thing, right? Like they could be, and a lot of them are, but we can relate to each other, right? Like I talk to a lot of Trump supporters and I'll talk about like how the moon is a satellite, right? And I'll say crazy shit like that, which I believe. And they'll be like, you're batshit. And I'll be like, well, you know how you're afraid to talk about what you know, because everyone shits on you at work with the liberals attack you. Well, aren't conspiracy theorists like the same thing? 
And we can relate to that aspect of it, right? Like that yeah. silent, silent information that we want to unveil where the easiest path is just a fucking virtue signal. And it's like, it's so much more comfortable now having more people to talk to than just our little clique that we've been talking to for months and years. Like regular people are opening up to this shit. Yeah. I mean, the great thing about the the Great Awakening is that it's it's kind of twofold. You've got to you've got to drop the ego. It, being quote unquote awake, I hate the term woke because I right. that just got taken. The left killed the left killed woke. Yeah. Exactly. Um the left killed woke, like my mother kills term. But like as soon as my mom is <laughs> saying something, I'm like, oh fuck, that's done. Um, <laughs> but it's about dropping that ego and thinking you know. It's not about having the answers. It's just about asking the right questions. And there was a lot of crow that I had to eat in the beginning of um, oh, wow, I thought this person was a hero and it, they're actually an asshole. Or I thought this person was an, a- an asshole and they're actually a hero. And uh, once you can do those two things, like drop the attitude of just thinking that you have all the answers and just start questioning things from a from a real standpoint, then you're in good shape. And conspiracy theorists and Trump supporters have both had to do that because they had to go against the official narrative. And none of us, I think that's what people forget. Like if you're talking about a Hillary supporter, if you're talking about a Biden supporter, if you're talking about like these people have known these people for 40, 50 years, right? You've been hearing the name Hillary, Biden, like all these names, Pelosi, like whatever. Those of us that are on the Trump train, I'm saying probably 90% of us in 2014 thought, eh, Trump's kind of funny, but he's a douchebag. You know, like that was our interpretation. Like, none of us were like, I fucking love this guy. Like, we're like, ah, he's a douchebag, but he's entertaining, right? Like, cool, fuck it. Probably what most people think of me, you know? So it's like, that's where we were. We're very intelligent people. We didn't just get here because we're easily manipulated. Like, we got here because this dude came in, started making waves, and we went, huh. And then we started digging, and it was like, huh, huh, okay, well, all right. This and then little by little, you start to dig and dig and dig. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, like this dude's trying to fucking save the world. You know, like you have that moment where you're just like, wow, like, holy fuck, like he's trying to save the world. And that moment is so beautiful. And that's why they label QAnon a right wing conspiracy. They're trying to pretend like this is confirmation bias. Like, oh, we knew it all along that he was, you know, anointed by God to come and do this. No, um. Most of the Q Q followers that I know were Bernie Sanders supporters, or mm-hmm. or you know completely oh, apolitical, or uh, you know just not paying attention. Some of us like just like me, like I voted for Trump, but I was totally confused by him. I just knew right. I hated Hillary. Right. Um. So there was. It's not that we're we're uh you know we did have to learn. We did have to open our eyes. Once I saw it, though. I can't tell you like the the absolute love that I feel for this president is so crazy. I've never felt that way about uh, definitely not about a politician. Right. It's it's nuts. I mean, you saw it in the chat room, right? Like the chat room was chaos Tuesday yeah. night. Right? Like it was it was you couldn't even read it. It was going so fast. And then all of a sudden Trump comes on stage and it was just hearts and love. Like you don't see that. Like everyone just went, huh. Here he is. Like, he's like an extension of us, right? And you don't get that by just being half-assed or kind of talking bullshit. Like, these are very intelligent people. Like, I know a lot of people will say, yeah, you get all the, all the rednecks love Trump. It's like, no, there's, yeah, rednecks are awesome too. I love the rednecks. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm as close to a gorilla as you can get. So when people make fun of rednecks, like, you know, like, there's some fucking brilliant motherfuckers who are on this train and 
I hate when people do the Dylan Wheeler move of like, oh, they're worshiping him. He's a god. Like, no, no, no. that's you, bro. That's what you were doing. Okay. Don't project what you were doing on us. And are there people within the movement that do that? Of course. There's people in every fan base that do that. Lady Gaga has people that worship her. Hillary has people that worship her like a god. Chrissy Teigen has people that worship her like a god. Derek Jeter for the Yankees. When I was a kid, I worshiped him like a god. Like I literally prayed to him twice. Like, <laughs> like that happens in every movement. There's always going to be a small percentage to take it a step too far. What me and Kate are saying, and I don't want to speak for you, is we believe he's trying to save the planet. Yeah. I'm trying to save the planet too in my own little way, and so are you. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing worship or pray to in that statement. He's trying to save the planet. And you know what? I think Bongino is trying to save the planet too. I think there's a lot of people out there that are trying to fucking save the planet. Tucker Carlson might be trying to save the planet. Fucking everyone in the military that's behind it is trying to save the planet. So don't mix up trying to save the planet as sent here by God to save the planet. You can think that if you want, entitled to that opinion. That's not mine. I don't know if it's yours. No, it's, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you guys were kind of touching more on like the biblical stuff. I'm more like you where, uh, well, I mean, I was raised Buddhist, um, mm-hmm. but my dad was also I Catholic. A lot of Buddhism, yeah. yeah. And mostly I just had a, I had a very negative, um, opinion of like Bible. I was the person like rolling my eyes and like pantomiming, like jerking myself off when people <laughs> or the Bible, you know? <laughs> so the fact that the fact that, I mean, now I can say, I see there's something to it. I'm not like all in on that stuff, but once you see that pure evil exists, you have to understand that pure good exists. And we've seen the pure evil. That was my red pill. My, when me, when I went down that Pizzagate rat, uh, rabbit hole and I saw what these people will call them people just as a loose term, because I don't know what the fuck they are. But when I saw what they were capable of, I said the opposite of that has to exist. And I feel it. And I feel that for Every patriot that stands behind Trump, any person that's putting themselves out there, trying to get the truth out there, you will feel that love. That is what we feel for for Trump. It is that real love of like, we are on the same team. We are allies. It's like being in war with somebody. It's that yeah. kind of a bond. It, it is. And it's, um, I don't think anyone can understand the attack, the constant attack, because it looks real fun to be us, right? Like I'll, I'll use, you know, me either with, with this stage or when I had my Twitter following you with your 200,000 Twitter, fo- like it looks real fun from the outside. Like, oh, look at y'all. Well, you, Kate, you big accounts. I love when people call right. us big accounts, oh, right? Like, like motherfucker, we started at zero too. Right. You know, we didn't have a show on NBC or Fox or something that got us followers. Like we started with zero at one point too and built it up. We just did it a little better. Like, I mean, that's what it fucking is. If you want to be honest. Or but, maniacs. Or, yeah, whatever it is. Like, you know, the following did just get there. But there's so many negatives. Like, there's there's a lot of days that go by, Kate. I know E.T. didn't didn't address it. But that I'm ecstatic that I don't have that following anymore. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's exhausting knowing that every single word that comes out of my mouth is detrimental to my life and my career. Yes. You know, like, when my Twitter got zapped, I was crushed, right? Like, it was... It killed me. And then I was like, well, wait, no one could ever dig up an old tweet on me again. You know, some shit I did in 2015 when I was at the Playboy Mansion. Like no one can fuck. So, I mean, there was positives and negatives to it, but it's exhausting to to lead any type of movement because there's a lot on your shoulders, especially something as serious as this. 
Right. Well, to be public in any in any manner, uh, you're going to get picked apart. But especially when you're talking about there's nobody that gets that gets picked apart more than we do, really. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's why I like what we're doing here. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys from the outsider, you're very analytical. You're very observant. Um, you're probably noticing trends here of certain groups of people starting to, you know, kind of this is the second show me and Kate and E.T. have done in, in four days. Right. Like we're starting to kind of go Voltron here. Right. Like mm-hmm. starting to because it's exhausting to be on an island by yourself. So it's nice to have, you know start to form a group. You saw Liz jump into the chat. You saw Carly jump into the chat. Like we're united. Like we're, we're one team here. And I think it's time to start going uniting as a team, presenting messages as a team and working together because we all have different strengths and weaknesses. You know, if someone says some dumb shit, I'll fly out head first and take on the fucking bloodbath. Mm-hmm. If there's information that needs to be dragged up, Kate will have it before anyone in here. You know, IET will have the cliff note versions of everything that goes on every day. Like we all have kind of little mini, I don't want to call them superpowers, but skill sets yeah. that if we joined together and we did it all as one, uh, I think we could really make some big change and probably take a couple of weeks off from November 4th to November uh, 20th, I would assume. Oh, I really hope so. <laughs> right. Imagine all hell breaks loose on the 4th where we're like, oh. and then we got to like really ratchet it up when we're running on empty. Exactly. Oh my God. I can't even, I can't even fathom. Uh, I'm already we're, running on fumes. We're, we're in the last like 500 feet of a mile. So yeah. uh, Kate, give me again uh, where everyone could find you, uh, socials and everything, YouTube show, time of the show, just drop it all on me again. So my Twitter is uh, Kate underscore awakening. And my YouTube channel is called The Kate Awakening. Tuesday nights, I do a live chat uh, where I go over the kind of current events and, you know, just chat with people. It's still a smaller channel, so you actually get to chat with me. Um, And then Wednesday nights, I have Pink Patriot podcast on my same channel. And uh, we do interviews uh, with the Patriots. Uh, Both nights, Tuesday and Wednesday, it's uh, 9 o'clock Eastern. 9 Eastern. All right. And by the way, fucking dope name i remember the first time i ran into you and i was like kate awakening like did that when did that come about when did you create that name oh see i think it's so cheesy and dumb it literally it's so fucking awesome it's so fucking awesome it was one of those decisions where i was like if i don't just if i don't just pull the trigger and pull something i'm never gonna get this done so i was like fuck it kate awakening and then now now people usually like they call me kate awakening as if that's my last name i do too i do it in all the promo materials it's fucking amazing it's the best name i'll trade you like i'll trade for (laughs) i will be kate as a man and just so i can have kate awakening like that's the fucking greatest name when did that happen when did you start that name so uh i was doing i was starting uh posting about the q stuff on my old twitter account which i had had forever since the beginning of twitter and uh, I started, that was not the right demographic, let's say. <laughs> I, mean, I went through that transition yeah. too. This used um, to be a sports podcast, Kate, just a year ago. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start completely fresh. That was in uh, March of last year. I guess, of and that was available? Kate Awakening was available? Yeah. Well, under, with an underscore, with that ugly underscore. Yeah, but still, who cares? It's so yeah. sick. That's so awesome So. All right, so check out all of Kate's stuff, um, especially uh, the podcast. Where's the podcast? What outlets is it on? Uh, it's just on YouTube. So the Kate Okay, so it's all on YouTube. Okay, yeah. so they can find it all there. And make sure to follow her on Twitter, one of the best follows on the entire internet. We'll be doing a lot more stuff together. You'll be hearing more, Kate. Um, you're down for the debate party, right, next week? Yep, I'm down. Okay, so we'll do that again. Uh, and if any of you guys listening want to hop on, you know, we'll have a chat there and we'll stay on late. So we'll do a little more interaction at that point. 
But uh, get over to fourdeep.com. Fourdeep.com right now. We are going to be, we just did the debate party on there. We have it shut down right now temporarily, which is you guys can put your email for when I get deleted inevitably tonight uh, or this weekend. That's probably going to happen. So uh, go over to fourdeep.com. Drop your email if you haven't already. Stay up to date. We'll be doing everything on the site by next Wednesday. Hopefully we're trying to do the actual debate party on the site itself now that we've tested it out this week. Uh, next week, we should be ready to launch it on the new site. Uh, you'll be seeing a lot of Kate, ET, and all the other people in the industry over there. I want it to be an open community for everyone. Uh, there's no territorialism here. This is just everyone come in. Let's have some fun. Let's party. Everything's free. So the debate party, totally free. Just come and chill. And uh, that's pretty much it. So for Inevitable ET, for Kate Awakening, uh, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers. Well, it's the No Mercy Podcast with Tommy G. We sure like talking about conspiracies. The party begins when we're four drinks deep. That's when we start trying to rip pill. She create the mayhem. We create the mayhem. The body's a gay alien. Create the mayhem. We create the mayhem. The body's a gay alien.